Hello and welcome to the Vape Week 8. Uh, my name is Ed Wolf. I'm the host of this show and you can reach me at vapingindustry at gmail.com. That's vapingindustry at gmail.com. Tonight we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on in the quote-unquote community. I, I can't express how frustrated I am with um, what's been going on and what I've been seeing. Um, and it's I'm going to have to tiptoe around this uh, in order to not offend the easily offendable. And um, there is a large crowd of people with pitchforks uh, that are being rounded up and rooted over to various companies to uh, do them damage based off of a lot of premises and promises of what the FDA may or may not be doing. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of this information has been misinformation and just simply incorrect information that's been put out. And for anything, I, I try to look to find out where the source of it is. And I mean, a lot of it's coming from the same sources. Again, it's just simply because the information is wrong. It's why it needs to be addressed. And so, essentially, if you're fighting a battle and uh, you know you've got a radar and you're you're seeing a whole bunch of things coming in at you, uh, and you're in it, you only have a certain amount of uh, artillery that you can fire back at what you think is coming in at you. You have to pick the real things. And in this case, we've got a lot of phantoms uh, on this radar. And we see these blips, and everybody's going, there's the blips, that's how they're going to come for us. We need to shoot at them. And that's what's happening. We're, we're shooting at the, the phantom blips. And meanwhile, there's a larger blip that is coming at us, and it's pretty distinct. And that one, that blip, uh, which is the deeming regulations, just happens to come with a lot of specifications. It, there, there is an actual deeming document that tells you exactly what there is. And there is an actual Tobacco Control Act of 2009 that specifies what it can and cannot do. So while we're we're focusing with hyper vigilance on the these labels and we're focusing on the uh, the marketing to children, uh, what and, and that whole I, I hesitate to say the term marketing to children because it's a gigantic trap that's been laid out uh, by the anti vaping groups. What I'm going to need to do is talk about the events of what's been going on this week and just the gigantic uh, cluster F uh, of what has been going on. And what I'm referring to is all of the attacks on labels, the attacks on on uh, imagery, uh, the, the brushback against the First Amendment and... Uh, Vapors wanting to kowtow uh, and uh, oblige themselves to the nanny state. Um, so it, it's a complicated thing. Uh, it's fraught with peril because if you say anything, uh, there's a horde of people with pitchforks that are under the belief that they can destroy every single element of the vaping industry that they do not like. And then from there, uh, only the remaining parts, which will be pure and disease-free, shall exist. And then the FDA, looking at this undiseased, uh, without any flaws industry, shall bless it. And uh, there won't be any regulations. Uh, there's, there's just... It's the extraordinary madness of crowds. It's tulip mania. It's it's uh, combined with WrestleMania, 
uh, resulting in one giant cluster F for for vaping. Uh, so uh, why it's it's also difficult is because there's a lot of people with with good intentions and and uh, good hearts that are, are trying to do something to save vaping uh, and uh, to save it uh, because they want to use it and they want other people to use it and they believe that it is something that uh, can greatly benefit everybody's lives uh, and it's going to help out people it'll give them a better quality of life and uh, it'll stop lives from being cut short it, it's a longer term thing and it, and because it's longer term it's actually it's 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 very significant because it's the quality of life so the, the problem is that there's a lot of people that are they're fighting for that and they've been told that they need to be on the on the vigilance uh, against different labels and and they're just have the wrong information uh, and what ha and they're they're also concerned that if somebody uh, is wearing a uh, a black uh, t-shirt has a tattoo has a near a nose pierced and has some uh, big ass arm tattoos um, you know if that girl is walking around in a vape sh uh, a vape uh, conference that that is that she's so unseemly and so unsightly and uh, should have uh, bad body image issues that that we don't want to be part of those people and then we we slough it off by saying well those people are just people but just because they're so abhorrent and and this girl has a has a tattoo and, and one of these little nose ring things that that people shouldn't prejudge her uh, and that's kind of the the attitude so it, it's it's shame based. It's it's feeling that that people uh, are are doing something with vaping. They're doing it the wrong way, um, or that they're concerned that people that are stand in judgment of them uh, will have a, a lower impression. And then there's the theoretical roving reporter that is going to show up inside of the vape event and uh, suddenly expose all of these cloud-chasing demons uh, to the rest of the world, and then we shall all be messed up. Um, now, it's kind of interesting in the you know four years which cloud-chasing uh, events have gone on, has anybody ever seen an actual independent of the vape media, uh, a real actual media going around with a camera inside a vape shop, uh, and sorry, instead of in the convention. No, it's never happened. It's actually never happened. And so that's why apparently uh, Dimitri has put Greg Conley on the blacklist uh, because uh, Samantha B has gone out uh, support, uh, supposedly to take a shot inside of uh, the Foxwoods uh, vape event. Um, we don't even know if she's going to even use that footage. You know, uh, when, when people take videos of stuff, they, they often don't even use that footage. You put about an hour into the can and use about 30 seconds on the actual broadcast. So we have no idea what, what they're, they're going to do. Um, so anyway, so there's, there's all this stuff going on. And then, um, so again, like, like I was saying, I've got about an hour and a half of this stuff. So I'm trying to do the express version here, uh, the, the TLDR uh, version here. And so, uh, you know, you've got Dimitri and uh, Phil Brasardo going over to uh, the, the the UK vape event and just, I mean, making it a gigantic pity party, baby tantrum that they didn't get to take over the stage and talk for an hour in front of all the people at the uh, the show. And and then you know, it, it's the weirdest thing. 
uh, because to my best of understanding uh, is that they were, you know, uh, flown out there, put up in hotels and paid, you know, upwards of $5,000 or more each uh, to, to be at the event. And they thought that they were going to be able to take over the event, uh, well, not take it over. That's, you know, let's not get too confused at the beginning. They wanted to go up and do a very long presentation. Um, and um, and it, it's what I'm, you know, uh, assembling uh, through all all the different ways I've, t you know, reached out to people is that they uh, they, they wanted to do uh, something longer than the show had. The show had uh, people that they needed to put up because it was a Saturday night and they weren't able to go up. And so uh, after Phil put out his those people thing talking about uh, show participants, they... Uh, he put out another one, which is just basically lambasting and saying, you know, how dare you? Uh, you know, this is about saving lives. You know, we're we're here to save your life. Uh, you know, uh, you better listen to us. Uh, and uh, you know, I I I think in, and and the thing is, I've got this stuff already recorded, uh, and so it'll be. I'm so, sorry to be repeating myself if you're now over there and listening to this, or vice versa. I think it's vice versa. If uh, that that. With, with with Phil, um, it, it, it's just it was so damn angry and so it, it was it was such disdain to, to people uh, for doing things. And then he had this theoretical uh, was well, apparently one person named Kayla had somebody say to them, uh, you know that uh, their her vaping gear wasn't uh, top notch. And now uh, you know you mean you're vaping on that. And this poor woman, I believe she's a woman, was was so bent out of shape she had to complain to over to to Bissardo, and Bissardo was like, oh my God, how dare you know? So this is a boo boo for a baby. Uh, I mean, you know, somebody's had a bad experience in life as an adult, and uh, you know, somebody else is going, oh my God, how on earth can that happen? Well, you know, this is where the phrase "fucking shit" happens. You know, people get their feelings offended. There's jackasses and jerks and motherfuckers out there, and that's just part of the world that there is. And so you can't be protected against some doofus dirtbag, you know, shithead uh, coming up to you and saying, oh, you're using that, you're wearing that, are those the shoes that your hair, that you're wearing, is your hair messed up, uh, you look funny today, you can't stop that from happening, and that happens, that's just part of society, so if it happens in vaping, you know, to Kayla, yeah, it's too bad it happens, but Phil Brasardo is going out like, oh my god, the whole vape community is running around saying, your vape equipment sucks to poor little old ladies or, or women or whoever they are, Kayla, I don't or are doing it so it's just this this whole thing and then this post just goes gangbusters everybody is saluting it so i'm watching a black and white movie where you know there's dracula's house the town folk are coming over to it and they are running with pitchforks in fact this black and white that's the strange thing because when this rewind of the black and white movie they're they're not storming over they, they're just running you know it, it looks like a scene out of uh the uh the ogres out of uh lord of the rings i mean these ogres are running and just sprinting over because they're going to burn down the house of whoever stands in their way it it is a holy shit storm of people freaked out about anybody doing labels so then there's you know i'm reading jeremy dollar is basically basically nailing this guy uh, who has a, uh, a bottle of juice 
and just basically calling him a scumbag. I don't know what the hell is going on. I watched the, the Jeremy Dollar interview with Phil Brasardo where they went through his whole lab, and that was interesting. I mean, he, he's moving something like 500 gallons of, uh, or 300 gallons of uh, Nick Bass through his uh, thing every week. I mean, it's, he, he, you know, he's got a clean room. He's talking about how people use things. Because so, I am very, very interested in the e-liquid manufacturing. I'm trying to provide services to the e-liquid industry. So that's all I know of him. And that's my only anything with him. But I'm watching him come after this guy named True, uh, Roland True, I think his name is. And it's just, it, it's so I'll have to come back over to that. Uh, and so I just don't know what the hell has gone on in this industry. Because I did a whole thing called Disassembling Groupthink. It was about three shows ago now. And people are just just freaking out and going nuts. They're just, it's, it's as if they think that if we can just remove the word sour from a label in, in gradiated green neon, if we can just remove that font, the FDA will go away. And, and that's just not the case. And so uh, what I'm going to do um, is, first of all, uh, to, to our friends in the UK, um, I would like to apologize for th this whole shitstorm uh, that, that has been put upon you guys. I am sorry that your vape event had to have this taint on it. And, and, and for people now to think, uh, when they think of the vape jam, uh, for them not to think about what a kick-ass event it was, and I can tell you for a fact as a witness it was a kick-ass event. It was happening. And they don't have that many events over there, but this was a show done right. I mean, and I'll, I'll go into that, but I want to apologize for sending some big, fat American tourists over to your country. I had nothing to do with it, right? But I can apologize, because, you know, we can be sorry, right? And so I'm apologizing, saying sorry, that, that two big fat American tourists came over there and just stenched up the place with their all old poor pitiful us thing because they came over there to save vaping. You know, Dimitri's got a, uh, you know, an e-liquid line that he's promoting through Mountain Oak Vapors and he wants to, you know, get as many white laborers as he can to get past the TBD. And we know that, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and, and now uh, uh, Bersardo has his own e-liquid line that, you know, I don't know if he's going to be selling it in the UK, but, you know, he's going to have his own e-liquid liquid line but but they should not have put in their message and their disgust uh and and just tied it intrinsically uh to to this vape event and i'll tell you why this vape event was so so kick-ass vape jam uk 2016 is that if you look at the booths Every single booth is just immaculate. I mean, the marketing, everything, it's just, it's dialed in. They've got what, it's like each thing is, uh, it's, it's, I tell you what, I know exactly what it is. It's like driving around on December 23rd and watching the lights that have been put up at people's houses. And, and the one thing that the, the British are fucking excellent at is building models. Take a look at Space 1999. Take a look at the series UFO. Take a look at Star Wars, the first one. All of the models were built by the British. Every single model was built. They, they know how to build their little models. So it's this vape event. Each booth was dialed into the nines. It was just 
immaculate. And so it's like driving around on the two days before Christmas and just looking at what people's lights, you know, how they fixed up their lights. And everybody, I mean, every single, the I mean, it was a beautiful, it was the best looking booths of any vape event ever, bar none. Yeah, you might have gone to another vape event that had a booth that was as good. But if you went, this was the block, the block where everybody on that block, they knew their job was to put up the Christmas lights that year. And everybody in the city, you know, knows that when Christmas times goes around, you go to that block because everybody did it. That was the Vape UK event. That's how it looked. And somehow all of that now has been washed apart with, oh, uh, you know, Bersardo uh, 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 is upset or uh, Dimitri is upset. And, oh, they're not listening to the fucking Americans. Oh, fuck you. I mean, let the British be British, you know, come on. Uh, and so, oh, so how, how do I say it? Uh, it's just sad. So I am apologizing. I mean, oh, the other thing, yeah, oh, I suppose there was, uh, you know, uh, they had a rapper, some UK rapper over there, a big deal over there. Uh, people were interested in seeing that guy. They had vape models over there. People were interested in seeing that. They advertised a cloud, the World Series of Cloud competition. When people got into the door, they were expecting to see that. All of that was their expectations. Now, sure, maybe I, I'm not, I haven't talked to the show promoters. I had no idea what they expected to happen at that show. Maybe the whole deal of paying Brasardo and uh, Dimitri to go over there is just to have them walk around, shake hands, and do that. Maybe that's all. It, maybe it was just, you know, hobnobbing around and, and, and being around. Maybe that was what their deal was. I don't know what they were paid uh, to do. But somehow, Bersardo is upset that whatever he was paid to do, he wasn't able to deliver. And as far as I can tell, he didn't check it out with the show promoters that paid him to do it to say, hey, do you want, you know, we paid you to come over here. Uh, do you, do you, you know, you don't need me to do work? Well, fine. Then it's up to the show promoter's choice. And I'm telling you, that show was the best looking show ever. And that's what should be remembered. And people, you know, there was a, probably about 50 American companies coming over there. And uh, Dimitri is basically saying, that 90% of them are going to, uh, you know, not even make it past the TPD to be back there next year. Thanks, Dimitri, for telling all of those companies that they're not going to make it. Are those the companies that you're here to support? Are, are these the people, the, 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 you know, is this your advocacy to basically tell uh, something like 45 different companies that they're not going to make it? Uh, or is that, is that the, what you're trying to teach people? What is it about the TPD that you wanted to do? Luckily for this show, I'm able to secure a raw form of the speech that they gave. Because when they said, oh, we wanted to give her a speech, what most people would think of is that they would just simply give, uh, you know, stick that thing up on YouTube and tell people, hey, here's the speech, you know, go ahead and watch it. You jump up on the stage and go, hey, guys, I realize that you want to have a beauty contest, you want to have a cloud contest, and you want to have a, a singer that you all know sing to you on Saturday night. I know you want to do that, but tell you what, guys, over here, if you go to my website, we got a whole thing of information for you to protect the industry. I'm out, drop the mic, and there you are. You're done. You've delivered what you needed to deliver, and you delivered it in a way that you don't intrude on the, on the, on the people that were having a good time over there, and you leave it for anybody else that even didn't even make the event. Uh, or maybe maybe the plan is that you have this little bundle of stuff, your little show, and you have to sell that to every single vape event that you go to. So you have to be preaching it. So maybe at the next event Brasardo and Dimitri go to, they're going to say, oh, well, yeah, they listened to what we said at 
this one. This was a good event. It was a fucking legitimate event. Maybe they're going to do that at the next one, but they won't share the information out. So they'll have to go to another event. And how well, how well does that next event get graded for, for being able to listen to whatever Dimitri and, and uh, Bersardo have to say? I fucking don't know. But all I can tell you is that that was a fucking excellent event. Yeah. <sighs> So, how's everybody's week going? Um, so, it, it's been an interesting week. <sighs> uh, so, uh, let me see. I've, I've got some uh, audio clips. I, uh, luckily for, for me, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got an interview with Dimitri. Uh, the last time I talked to him, we're going to be talking about the whole label issue. I've got uh, Kevin uh, on slate for tonight. He'll be talking about... Uh, what he thinks of the old label thing, and I'm, I'm going to give you a hint for anybody in the know. He thinks it's a bunch of hypocrites, and uh, we're going to uh, we're going to listen to what Dimitri uh, thinks about you know because the one thing that we know is that uh, you know the FDA is keeping track of some of the vaping media, especially especially the stuff that's talking about uh, from uh, from pe people, the advocates. There's some college interns or young people that do keep track of social media and do go through the websites. If I don't have 100% confirmation of that, but I can tell you uh, that there's reason to believe that that's the case. Uh, for example, one vendor went over to the FDA and had a discussion with, uh, with Mitch Zeller, and Mitch Zeller pointed out uh, several levels deep into his website that uh, he had an uh, e-liquid uh, bottle that was... Uh, Risque, uh, a pornographic-inspired name of a uh, of a uh, label, and he pointed that out to them. Uh, so, it, the safest assumption is to assume that the FDA is watching. So, uh, after Dimitri uh, had that meeting uh, with some of the other folks on the whole vape-free youth um, with uh, Zeller, um, there was something that you know. I heard, and, and I don't think that anybody else, well, I, see, I don't know if anybody else is paying attention, but my generalized assumption is that somebody uh, at the FDA was listening to this. So uh, I'll tell you what, let's go over there. So you don't believe me when I'm telling you that this is the biggest problem that we have? I mean, I could just look at Mitzella and tell you he's lying. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that. Just by his eyes, just by his demeanor, you can tell that. So you don't believe me when I'm telling you that this is the biggest problem that we have? I mean, I could just look at Mitzella and tell you he's lying. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that. Just by his eyes, just by his demeanor, you can tell that. So everybody's supposed to be happy uh, that uh, Dimitri goes over there and talks to Mitch Zeller. Uh, and I'm telling you that they... <laughs> They're listening. They, they're, they, they are listening. So when, when this whole thing with the vape-free youth uh, is going on, uh, Dimitri goes and actually does sit across the table from Mitch Zeller. Uh, and uh, afterwards, he goes and says, first of all, he says that uh, in this very weird thing that, that Mitch Zeller is, is saying, oh, uh, I want to help you. Help me help you is what Mitch Zeller is saying. Uh, and uh, so Mitch Zeller is going to go to bat for us uh, against these anti-vaping groups. So he just, if we can pony up a little bit of uh, label reform that uh, 
that Mitch Zeller is going to be in our camp and batting for us. Mitch Zeller will be the champion of vapors if we can clean up our labels. And, he, and Zeller is going to go across uh, to the anti-vaping groups and, and let them have it. That's what he said. And you can, you can, I mean, that's paraphrased, obviously. But that's, he thinks that, uh, that Zeller is trying to find something. So uh, um, the real function of what Zeller is, is he is essentially a judge at this point. And he's going to set down the law. Uh, and he's got the anti-vaping groups as one side of lobbyists, and he's got the pro-vaping groups as a side of lobbyists, and they're both coming at each other. And you can't, he can't do anything in chambers and, and make any special promises to either side of the table. He has to do it out front court, and then that's why he, every time he says whatever he's going to say, it's going to be very... Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be very read through by lawyers. It has to be very specific. Uh, but he's not going to be able to go into a back room and say, if you if you just need to fix this stuff on the labels, and then you know we'll be able to fix you up. I don't believe he would do that. And you know I've met the man. I've shook his hand. I've explained to him what I'm trying to do with Via. I've I've sat behind the guy uh, and, and tapped him on the shoulder and said, you know, uh, this whole stuff about hardware because the whole conference was delayed, and I just happened to be sitting behind the guy. I I, w I was literally in his face talking to him about his stuff. And you know, it, it, uh, oh, if you want to know what he said about the hardware thing, because I, I explained how I thought you can't regulate hardware without nicotine, and his I gave him the whole speech, you know, in about 30 seconds his response was uh that's only a proposal uh that's what he referred to as the deeming uh then after that the show started but anyway he's a guy he's a human being dimitri is after the after he meets with this guy he says i can tell by the look in his eyes and the and his expression on his face that he's a liar now i tell you Zeller is in the position of being the judge. You might think you've got a hanging judge, you know, a judge that's going to nail you, but you don't know until he does it. You don't know, and you don't go and profess to the world and, and think you're all hot shit Dimitri uh, by telling everybody that you think that the, the, the man's eye, the, the guy's the face, the, the face of this man. You can tell by his eyes. He's a fucking liar. You don't do that. You just don't do that a couple days after you meet with a guy. You just don't do that. And so this, again, this all happened after the vapors went to the FDA. So let me get to the next spot. Yeah, they're trying to create new customers, just like the tobacco companies did back in the 80s, the FDA, as far as the, the marketing to kids. So here it goes. I think they're, they're testing the, the virtual shops where they have, you know, kids going to a virtual shop and see what they're attracted to. And if, can you imagine if you have a, you know, a bottle that looks, you know, they're very child friendly and I don't have, you know, I'm not going to call out anybody, you know, which ones I'm talking about they're, you know, if, if, if the kid is attracted to it and goes to that bottle and picks it up or whatever, you know, this is what they're testing out. And, and I think that's where this, all this, this, the stemming issue is coming from the FDA that there, there's the perception that, these products are catering to a market, not catering to market. They're trying to attract a market that is not the existing smoker, and they're they're creating they're, they're trying to create new customers, just like the tobacco companies did back in the eighties. That is the struggle right. that they have, Russ, because the tobacco companies did it in the eighties. They were trying to entice youth to start smoking, and now we're seeing exactly. And for fucking sakes, I mean, haven't we taken any lessons from what happened in the past? We're doing exactly the same thing. Whether we are, that's our intention is irrelevant at this point. It looks to them exactly, and even more so now, because we do have that variety of flavors, right? 
the, from what they had back in the 80s. We do have now it's even easier because you can market every, any product out there with so much variety that it, it makes it even harder for them to trust an industry that puts that kind of stuff on labels. Right. And then also, you know, I, I just want to let you know that I also implemented one of the, um, I don't know if this will help anybody else, but it's called BART and club scanner it's actually um it scans actual ids um, yeah sure for anybody 18 and older um it, i mean you have to purchase it i mean the, the first like 20 scans is like free um mm-hmm. but after that um the, you know you have to pay for it by the year i think yeah. it's, it might you know might be you know 150 dollars or so um but you know we actually implemented it i put an iphone in the shop so we scan anybody's id that doesn't look you know they don't look 35 and older we scan everybody's id um you know so i i don't know if that will help out anybody else you know Absolutely. out there um, it's 150 dollars to keep legitimate your, your business legitimate to me listen you know let's not let's not be unrealistic there's a lot of profit in the e-cigs and e-liquids so i mean you can afford i, I think any, any store could afford that too to at of least course. show that this is another way of we're doing of, of, of surf regulating it. Thanks, right. Michael. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Michael. Let me, uh, let's take another call here, Dimitri. Yeah, go ahead. Let me get, let me get, I just want to get back briefly. To, I really want to get to what Mitch Zeller said, which I haven't gotten to this point. Okay. You want to, t- you want to just, there's, there's only one more. So you want to just do this call and then we'll go yeah, back yeah, to, sure. okay. Area code 408. You're on the air. Yeah. Hi, this is Ed Wolf calling. How are you? Hey, what's up, Ed? Uh, nothing much. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of have uh, real frustrations with some of the conversation here uh, because the perception is wrong. And we as an industry are not marketing at all to underage kids. And when Dimitri says that it looks like we're doing exactly what the smoking companies, the tobacco companies did, that's absolutely the wrong thing to say. And it's absolutely incorrect. And people really should stop doing it. Because they're co-opting the arguments of the anti-vaping groups, and they're 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 amplifying what the anti-vaping groups are saying by saying that there's not a single vape shop that can make a good business and stay in business by selling to under 18 year olds. There's not a single vape shop that is selling to under 18 year olds because they will get shut down. And when they have all these different products like cotton candy and whatever on their shelves, it's they, they can't stock that and keep that inventory on their shelves and stay in business. If it was just little kiddies buying it. So we need to stop, you know, co-opting and using the arguments of the anti-vaping groups and it's just not the right thing to do well you're entitled to your opinion and uh it's whether i agree with it or not that's fine i totally respect it well i don't think i can say yeah but but i don't think you disagreed with dimitri based upon what you just said you said we're all in agreement there are no shops that we know of that are uh, that are targeting children for sales However, what you said, to use your words, Ed, to use to paraphrase, uh, uh, paraphrase Dimitri, is that it looks like that it's targeting to children, you know, to an outsider, like, I don't know, somebody who's got a pen and a paper and is in elective, elected office. It looks like it to them. And I don't blame them for thinking that that's what it, that that's what it looks like, because it's what it looks like. Whether or not it's the intent, it is what it looks like. I don't see how you're disagreeing. 
It, it, because it's not the truth. It's it, and it shouldn't be what it looks like because it's a, it's a crafted argument by the anti-vaping groups. What they do is they they'll go to a 7-Eleven and take pictures of uh, prepackaged uh, disposables that are near the candy, and they'll say, "Look what they're doing. Those cigarettes are being marketed to kids." They can craft and manipulate the images and say what they want to say. And when when vapors are now saying, just like Dimitri did, that it looks like we're doing it and we're doing it. You know, and, and, and there's been enough times where he says, don't tell me we're not doing it because we are. Because you need to stop doing that because you're using the arguments and you're giving them ammunition. And today, or actually yesterday, at the vape, uh, uh, at the uh, FDA meeting, what UCSF brought out as marketing to kids had nothing to do with e-liquid. They brought out Hello Kitty drip tips, and they said those drip tips are marketing to kids. So if you keep on using their arguments, you'll lose because you can't go over to their arguments. The fact of the fucking matter is, is that the vape industry does not market to kids, and you need to stop saying it. But, but we all agree. Well, that's your opinion. It's not my opinion. It's the fucking truth. That makes no. That makes no sense at all. What you're saying, honestly, that's the truth, Dimitri. It really doesn't, because I'm telling you that that. Don't listen to me. Listen to the manufacturers that sat in that room. We're talking about the FDA and what their number one issue was. And we heard it right from the mouth of Mitt Zeller. So if you're telling me, if you're telling me that we're using the, ad, the, the tactics that the antis are using, you're, you're to, you totally missed the entire point of this conversation. We're, this is actually a great window of opportunity for the industry to correct the issues that it has. And you're telling me that we're giving the wrong message. That makes no sense at all. It really yeah, I'm saying you're. I am saying that you are giving the wrong message when you are saying that the vape industry is is using marketing to kids as a business model. And you said you just said that we look like and we're doing what the tobacco industry did in the '50s and '60s and whatever not. If you don't see it out there on the market right now, Ed, you haven't been paying attention to the last products that come on the market the last six months. Let me. Uh, so how are you gonna fix the Hello Kitty? How are you gonna fix the Hello Kitty drip tips? How I'm are you carrying, any of them? I'm selling them for crying out loud. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Now. Have you ever watched like Vapors TV or anything like that? There is a large group of people, the young millennials, that go and are interested in this type of marketing. Just because a kid is interested in something that adults do does not mean that the people selling the product are marketing the kids. Are you going to say that Anheuser-Busch, when they do their uh, Super Bowl commercials with, with Clydesdale horses and puppies, are marketing beer to kids? The alcohol argument is, is moot, Edward. Come on, I thought you were better than that, <laughs> really. Ed, the alcohol is completely irrelevant with our conversation. Ed, let me, let me ask you a question, Ed. So here's my, my, my stance is that I think that I, I, I wish we didn't have this mountain of legislation that was was about to hit. I really wish we didn't, because to me, I do think that people should have their First Amendment right to advertise their product however they want. Unfortunately, the world we're living in, we do have this coming, and now we know, unless you think Dimitri's a complete liar at what happened in that meeting and the other 20-whatever manufacturers that were there, um, it is their number one issue. They're going to come down on this hard. So my solution as a consumer... I'm not going to buy the stuff and I'm going to tell other people don't buy it because it's going to hurt us in the long run. What's wrong with that argument? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that way that I choose to conduct my purchases? 
there's nothing wrong with the way that you are going to do your purchases. You know, that's absolutely fine. But you can't try and assume that the entire industry is going to toe in line. Because if we go to the city council, they'll pull out a bottle from something from somebody, and they'll say, look at this bottle. That means they're marketing to kids. And if you sure. as an industry are saying, well, those, those things are marketing to kids, clearly, uh, then it becomes a problem. You have to deal with the facts, and ignorance of the facts doesn't make it any better because in our industry, the vapor industry, does not sell to kids. We don't do it. There's always going to be a market that's going to create those products. That's not the point where we're trying to do. We're trying to tell the FDA to not put restrictive rules on this product to allow those responsible manufacturers that want to sell their products legitimately in this market and not turn it over to big tobacco. It's very, very simple. Yes, there will be a black market. Will it be the guy making juice that's going to put that label on there? Absolutely. They're always going to be that. But if that's what makes go by, we sat in that room and Midzeller specifically said that the number one issue is marketing to kids, right? So what are we going to do to fix it? That is my question. What are you going to do to fix it instead all you're doing is you're saying that we're putting out the wrong message, a message that has been carried very strong, not by me, because I think this is personal with me, but this message has been carried on by a lot of people. So obviously the problem is there, whether you want to accept it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, that's fine. You have your right, you have your opinion. But if you're going to put your opinion, you need to put the facts behind it as well, too, and you're not doing that. Yeah. The Family Control and Prevention Act for, for uh, you know, the, the, the Tobacco Control Act is aimed at marketing, and it's aimed at marketing to kids. They are going to regulate it. That is the basis of how the law was adopted. Yes, absolutely, underage uh, tobacco use is the mandate of the law. But you, you can't just co-opt the arguments and say that we're doing this because it'll never stop. You, you, you no, can't, no. And, and the regulation is coming from it. them. There's a whole bunch of different things. It's not just going to be about marketing the kids. And, and then where do you go next? Like VaporCon uh, Chattanooga had a stripper contest. Now, is that something that should be stopped? It was horrible. But <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. But that's not the issue here. We're not talking about adultery. We're talking about child-friendly labels and marketing to kids. And even though you, you heard Jeremy Dollar even say it earlier, his juice was called Panty Dropper. What does that have to do with kids? And it got called out by Mitt Zeller. What, the, what are you talking? I mean, you're making no sense at all. I, I believe that the products should be labeled well. They should be done correctly. And, and they should have Prop 65 warnings. They should have all that stuff. They should have, uh, uh, you know, websites on them, uh, you know, uh, ingredient listing. All that stuff should happen. But when you... When anybody, and, and don't make it about just yourself, Dimitri, when anybody is saying that we're marketing to kids, it, it, it's just a big problem because the, the, you know, the anti-vaping groups will take it and run with it, and we will never be self-regulated. Regulation is going to come from the FDA. That's what the whole deeming regulation is about. It's coming. You're not going to just be able to say, oh, look, we changed our labels. We're not doing it anymore. FDA, go away. The FDA is here. Thank you for thank you for your call, Ed. Uh, I, I, I disagree, but uh, value your opinion. So thank you for calling in, sir. Nothing new there. All right. So yeah. anyway, to get back to yeah, and, and just just before meeting. you just before you do, I'm not gonna. There are other calls, other callers. Please hang on. I want to allow Dimitri to get back on track here. So go ahead, please. I, I have to get some points across because I, I think Ed hasn't even heard what ha what's happened in this meeting. The, the the principles were, were made into an introduction. But by the way, I have to admit, it was pretty intimidating sitting across from Ms. Zeller Russ. 
It was, <laughs> but I'm very well versed and I can speak good in public in, in you know, in, in a public setting, but we we're sitting in that room waiting for them to come in. And it was pretty intimidating. However, I think everybody did very well that spoke and everybody had a little piece to say. We try to do this in an effort and, and we try to, we try to take pieces uh, on what fits every, every company that was there. So we had a little introduction. We said who we are, how we came about to, to create these principles and submit them to the FDA. All right. So that was about 10 months ago, uh, maybe nine months ago. That was after uh, the Safada conference people went and had a meeting with Mitch Zeller. And um, as you can see, my frustration is that you don't sit across uh, from a man that is the director of the Center for Tobacco Products that is launching a thing from you, sit down, brag about that you're able to get a meeting with them, brag about uh, how you've been able to do all of this, uh, and then, uh, um, you know, right after the meeting, go on to your podcast and then say, uh, Mitch Zeller, uh, you know, just look at his face. Look at his face. Look at his eyes. You know he's a liar. I mean, you just don't do that. It, it doesn't. It uh, you know. Again, I if if you've listened to any of the other shows, you have to evaluate things on for the upside and the downside. And uh, in this case, it was all all downside for him to put that out there. And so I, I honestly think that that uh, you know uh, a guy uh, at, at, of a certain age as Mitch Zeller, he is going to run, let it run off his back, you know, but. Uh, you know, I, there's other people that work for them. You don't know how, how upset they're going to be. You just don't know. So the phone line for VP Live is always the same, and you can listen to the live show from your mobile phone while you're driving in traffic. So it is 347-308-8329, 347-308-8329. You push 1 if you want to talk. If you would like to tell me I'm an idiot, I will be pleased to uh, take your complaint, consider it, and then either accept it or reject it, and then do it with an explanation of either side, either way. Um, and one of the points that I made uh, in that, is, so this is not, this whole thing with labels is not a new issue. And it's, it's not going to be an issue that goes away. And the, the point that I was trying to make is that if you, if you fix one thing, uh, you, uh, University of California at San Francisco is going to come up uh, UCSF is going to come up with a different angle on how they will attack you for marketing to kids. And the primary way that marketing to kids is being explained is by the mere fact of a flavor other than tobacco and, and uh, menthol. Those are the adult flavors, uh, according to the anti-vaping groups. Everything else is marketing to kids. So every coffee, coffee flavor is marketing to kids. Uh, every other flavor. So th their argument is since they won that against the tobacco companies, they want to win that same thing against uh, against uh, e-liquid companies or, or the vaping industry. So uh, what I made one point is because I, I'm trying to emphasize that there are things that, that are done it with freedom of speech and advertising that... Uh, you know, there's there used to be obscenity laws and, and there used to be uh, censors in the networks and, and what can be broadcast 
over the television networks and the way that the cable industry gets around that because it's not on the public airways but because the you know uh the FTC uh regulates the uh the 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 AM and FM and t television spectrums uh uh, the, the, the public airwaves, then uh, the, the logic is that they have a way to control what is broadcast out on those because the licenses given to NBC, CBS, and all that stuff is uh, they, they've been given a license to use them. They don't own that spectrum. And so they have to be using the, the public spectrum in a way that is to the benefit of the public. And that's how they were able to do all the censoring things. When George Carlin would talk about the words that you can't say, that was all because it's licensed through the FTC. Once it went to cable, it went away. Uh, so even though they have a license to use the spectrum, the, the media companies can take advertising from anybody they want. Uh, and, and it can have whatever content, but if it's on the public stations, the, the, you know, the broadcast stations, they have some sort of sway of what can go over there. Most of uh, the way that the marketing was removed was through the MSA, the Master Settlement Agreement. It wasn't just setting up taxes. It was setting up what the uh, tobacco companies could do. And as I said in a week prior, that Joe Camel was not removed by uh, the any law. It was removed by a civil case started in San Francisco. Uh, there is no law preventing uh, them or anybody, somebody else could take that exact same uh, camel, uh, IP or fringe literally on camel, and take that, uh, maybe they would buy it. Say, say they buy an artist rendition of that exact same uh, camel. They could take that camel and put it out on the public airwaves and advertise another product. It's not outlawed. It's only agreed that the tobacco companies that used it will no longer use it and through a civil settlement. The point being is the Clydesdales and the puppies. Let's talk about Clydesdales and puppies because there's a there's an argument that uh, and and I didn't understand it then and when I heard it again I still don't understand why why you're saying the alcohol argument doesn't make sense. Well, in this case I'm not I'm talking I'm not saying that alcohol comes with flavors like there's uh, some vodka that cotton candy vodka. I'm not making that argument. That's that's a good argument still, but but something for another day. The argument that I'm saying is that. The advertising for the over 21 in every 50 states, uh, well, maybe there's, I think Hawaii is 18, but uh, the, the over 21 argument, you cannot buy alcohol if you're under 18. So when they're advertising on the Super Bowl over the public airways, they have, what rights do, do these advertisers have for advertising an, a drug, an alcoholic beverage, beer? And it, it, it's, there's no bright line there's no there's no fuzzy line but but what they're trying to do uh is they don't show a lot of drinking they they don't show people uh you know pounding down beer but for the super bowl they have a a clydesdale and a barn and a lost puppy and that that these are are watched by kids these are these advertisements for beer are being just adored by kids wives mothers babies Everybody and even guys, they, you know, these some of these Clydesdale commercials with uh, the Budweiser, they, they make you tear up the the the, you know, the the guy, the guy trains the Clydesdale off in the farm. And then the, the, the horse goes to the big city and becomes part of the team. And then then the guy's sitting over there and then the horse recognizes and breaks off of the of the team of uh, Clydesdales and runs over to see his former owner. And they and they hug and and, and people are crying for this. And this is for an 
This is for a drug that, that kills more people in the United States than any other drug, I believe, uh, you know, on a yearly ongoing basis. Drunk drivers kill upwards of 40,000 people a year. A year. More people die by far in, in the, uh, from, from drunk drivers than, in the, than the wars uh, of the last 20, 30 years. Just drunk drivers kill. Mothers Against Drunk Driving support it. They, they, so you're advertising something that kills people with these very friendly images. Now that's being done and so when people say they're, they're going to be able to control what advertisements are being done for e-cigarettes and stuff like that, unfortunately for both the government and unfortunately for the people that are, that are saying this, that it won't be able to happen. There is freedom of speech. You can express yourself. You can advertise it as a form of free expression in this good old United States of America and not be stopped just because somebody disagrees with you. And uh, that's the, the anti-vaping groups, uh, you know, the American uh, Lung Association, you bet they're trying to swing this in. They're trying to take what is known from the MSA uh, and they're trying to make that a law. And, and uh, you know, here's a spot where I think most advocates who with familiarity will recognize that I'm right. Because when when this was put in front of uh, Rockefeller and uh, some of these other guys, I think it was Markey and, and something, there was a, a proposal where they took the rocket pop stuff, uh, you know, they, they held the bottle up. Uh, and one of the few times where they've held a bottle up and they show, they held up the rocket pop. And, and then, then the guy said, well, why don't you just regulate these things as uh, drug delivery devices? And then he was, he was lambasting the CEOs of uh, V2 and uh, Blue in a congressional Senate session, and he was saying, well, you know, th you, you're selling poison, you're doing all this stuff, you guys should be disgusted and ashamed of yourselves, and he and, and was just, just laying into these guys, and that senator seemed to think that you could just regulate these things as medical devices, completely oblivious to the courts, and eventually one of the, the uh, people had to lean over and tell him that, oh, uh, I'm being told that we we are not not allowed to regulate these things uh, as uh, drug delivery devices. Uh, you know, oops. Well, the same thing is going to happen with advertising. You just don't get to do it. You just don't get to to squash advertising. Now, now for for the vaping industry, what I would suggest is that the only people now advertising on television are uh, the uh, Department of uh, Health in California is putting uh, teens. Uh, uh, advertising uh, teens vaping and they're advertising teens smoking and they're putting those images somehow on the air and the only other people advertising anything to do with vaping are uh, is the views uh, you know uh, whoever owns that now I guess is it uh, is it Marlboro owns them I, I can't keep up with all the ways it's uh, the the VUSE vaping product uh, from RJR it's RJR uh, is uh, is advertised on TV. I have occasionally on the upper echelons of uh, cable, you know, channel 563, uh, I have seen um, uh, blue advertising, but I don't think they even do that anymore. Uh, but for the most part, the only people advertising are is uh, RJR. Uh, 
I don't recommend that anybody put advertisements on TV, local or whatnot. I just don't think it's an effective form of advertising. If people want to advertise in your local markets, I'd suggest radio. Um, and it's still the best bang for your buck. Um, and so, so, so people are concerned about the images of the packages, you know, does this package IP infringe? Now they think that if, if, if it's, they're using somebody else's image that the FDA will come in and, and go about it and, and be all pissed off. Well, the FDA won't even touch it. Everything with an IP infringing label uh, is going to be uh, a, a civil lawsuit uh, and it's going to be possibly the Federal Trade Commission, uh, but it's going to have nothing to do with the FDA. The FDA will absolutely never care about IP infringing. So then you'd have to go to the imagery that is used. Well, if uh, in the case of this week, somebody was using the word sour and they thought that because the sour was in a particular font that it, that it could be associated with sour patch uh, trademark. And uh, well, that's, that's a whole nother thing. But so people People are concerned about if they have a cartoon on a label or if they have uh, something uh, like uh, the candy store or something like that on your label. Um, and if, if it could be perceived or maybe a cartoon that is perceived as marketing to kids. Um, and so what is and what is not uh, marketing to kids is a question. So uh, fortunately for us today, uh, we have Kevin who has, uh, is going to express some of his views. Uh, and I was, it was very difficult to get Kevin as a guest. Um, and and it's, he's, he's very seldom of a guest, but uh, tonight I was able to arrange it. And uh, I'm going to bring him on in just a couple seconds. Uh, you know, and usually where Dino goes, I mean, where Kevin goes, uh, Dino uh, is, uh, is his wingman. And so I think there be, might be a little bit from, uh, from Dino in here, too. So what, what, they, what we'll talk about, uh, what I want to talk about is the, the, you know, what's going on with, uh, with the whole IP infringing. Does IP infringing, what does it really mean? What will it affect? And isn't there... Uh, a dichotomy between what some people say is true for labels of e-liquids and, and what store owners will sell in their stores. Will they sell clones? What, are clones a bad thing for the industry? How do clones affect people? And I'll, I'll give you a little foreshadowing, um, and we didn't get to talk about it, but I do believe that uh, items that are have venting are real it is happening, and it is happening to a, a very small amount of people. But it's happening to some people that are that are like one guy used a mod in his pocket, and he didn't have the cover on it, and he knew that he didn't have the cover on it. The guy wasn't from the south either. A guy from the south that didn't have a cover would take what holds the universe together, which is the dark and the light side together, which is duct tape, and you would he would have duct taped uh, the the batteries in there if he was from the south. Uh, but this guy wasn't from the south, and he knew that he should have the cover, and that blew up. But there's some other there's there's enough of these things now where I believe there's an issue with clones blowing up. I believe that there's a a, a, a thing with cloned batteries that are not safe. I think there is an issue of that. So when people when a vape shop is selling clones, they are increasing by gigantic amounts because when you buy clones that same distributor is probably going to be selling you junky rewraps uh, uh, you know and I have had I don't know how many people have had this happen but I've had a battery superheat on me 
And if I didn't take it out of my mod, uh, that thing got so hot so fast that it burnt my skin uh, because I thought I was getting shocked. But it, it was literally the mod got so hot so quick within, you know, I don't know. It had to be... Uh, 20 seconds uh, it got so I thought I was getting shocked I put the battery into the mod I sealed it I, I, I rolled it in you know I rolled the uh, the, the cap on it was a Segeli uh, uh, Segeli legend and and then because it was metal I thought I was getting shocked through it I was like haha look I'm getting a little shocked you know like a 9 volt battery or what it was it was burning my skin I unscrewed it took the battery out super hot I set it to the side and if, if that battery it, it was I would say that battery was a minute from blowing up, uh, maybe two minutes from blowing up. So maybe maybe I had a bad battery. Uh, I don't know, but I do think that clones have uh, there is a a per public perception problem from clones blowing up and. I, I, I just, you know, I, there's very limited data on this, but if you look at all the pictures of the ones that we see, we always see cloned mods that are blown up. They're, they're definitely not the authentics. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'm going to take a, a little, uh, there might be a little bit of silence in here. Uh, so hold on just a second. You need to get the lines set up for Kevin. Hold on, Kevin. I'm going to get right over to you. It's on a Friday night. It's uh, very, very lucky. Uh, very lucky to have Kevin. Hold on a second. Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Kevin. Here I am. I am back. Yes, I am. All right. So we got Kevin. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, you know, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively speechless. Uh, so, Kevin, I'd, uh, I, I don't, you know, um, I don't want you to give me any grief about all the stuff you always give me grief on. I just want to go straight into the interview. Just want to just kick it right away. Um, so can we do that? Marketing to children, trademark infringement, copyright infringement, ban any stores or or websites that sell these e-liquids that infringe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're right on this. Damn straight. We're going to talk about the shit tonight with Kevin. I was listening to Russ's show with Dimitri and Russ uh, on Tuesday. So I'm listening to their show, right? I call up, like I said, I call up Russ right after. The first thing I said to Russ is, so you trust the FDA now? And he said, no. I said, well, yes, you do. He goes, no, I don't. I said, well, yes, you do, because you and Dimitri just sat there and had, uh, had this whole show talking about what Mitch Zeller said at this meeting that they had, right? And what it sounded like to me and everybody else in there was everything that Mitch Zeller said was truthful and honest. Everything that came out of his mouth was truthful and honest. Wait, 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 wait a second, Kevin. You I mean you heard Dimitri? Dimitri said that he could look at his face. He, did you heard? Did did you not, Kevin? Hear that that Dimitri can just look at the man's face, look into his eyes, look into his soul, and tell you that Zeller is leather. Nobody should trust Zeller, according to Dimitri. Why would we trust him now? Come on, Kevin. And he said this, and he said that, and he said this. So we got to do this. We got to do that. So if you're believing everything that came out of his mouth, then you must trust the FDA. And what she said, well, no, 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 I don't. That wasn't me. That was Dimitri. Blah blah blah. We just started discussing it. So I'm listening to this, and, and, and I'm going out of my mind. I want to take this on first, this whole Mitch Zeller thing, okay? So apparently, uh, uh, Dimitri and a bunch of other guys went and had a meeting 
with Mitch Zeller last week. It was last Friday. Now, what I find amazing, okay, what I find amazing is that people seem to be taking what Mitch Zeller said as word. He was being completely honest, completely truthful, and he would not listen. I don't trust anybody in the goddamn FDA. I don't trust the government, never mind the fucking FDA. I don't trust what Mitch Zeller says. I don't trust what anybody from the FDA says. I don't trust politicians in general, but I do not trust women. Now, think about this for a second. Let's just, let's just, I don't know, play around. Just, just think about this for one second, okay? Mitch Zeller has all these. Now, think about this, Dino, right? He's got all these people coming, these e-cigarette people, right? He's sitting there saying shit. Got these fucking e-cigarette people coming, right? I got to talk to them. I got to appease them. He's smart enough to understand that there is a few hundred thousand of us hardcore open tank system vape people out there. Remember, everybody, the majority of people who vape are not us. Not us. The majority of vapors in the United States are stick battery users. They're going to a fucking convenience store. They're going to a Walgreens. They're going to a Walmart. They're puffing on their stick batteries. They don't know shit about us. They don't know shit about the FDA. They don't know shit about anything that's going on. Okay, understand that. We are a very, very small percentage of the vaping population here in the United States. But large enough. A few hundred thousand people, it's a good amount of people. So Mitch Eller says, oh, you know, got to talk to these fucking people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, I'm just going to give you a scenario. He could have been saying to himself, well, listen, when these people come in, this is what I'll do, okay? (laughs) This is what I'll do. I'll tell them, listen. First thing we got to do, guys, okay, you got these labels with, like, cartoon characters. You know, you you got these labels that clearly are marketing to children, okay? Now, we really can't have that. You know, you got to clean that up, okay? You got to get rid of these labels, these cartoon-like labels, the bright, colorful labels. You got to get rid of them because, you know, you can see how they're appealing to children. If you want me to help you guys, help me by cleaning up the industry the best you can and getting rid of these labels, okay? So now all these people in this meeting go, okay, okay, Mitch, okay. Uh, Absolutely, Mitch, we'll work with you. Okay, great. So now you're screaming, get rid of the labels, get rid of the labels, get rid of the labels. They got to go, they got to go, they got to go, right? (laughs) So then Mitch Seller says, you know, they walk out of the room and he says, oh, great, fantastic. So what I'll do is when these idiots are done telling people to get rid of these labels, I'll have them come back and I'll say, okay, now, you guys got to get rid of the flavors, okay? Flavors got to go. I mean, listen, strawberry, apple, peach, it's attracting children. You, you got to get rid of the flavors. Flavors got to go, everybody. They just got to go. I can't help you guys if you're not going to get rid of flavors. So what? They're going to run back now and go, oh, we got to get rid of flavors. Mitch said we got to get rid of flavors. We got to, flavors got to go. And, and, you know, and then you know what it's going to be? Then it's going to be, okay, now, now we got that done. Now, now some of these some of these devices you guys are using, you know, like you have a Nintendo controller that people are vaping on. I mean, come on. You don't think a Nintendo controller get the Nintendo is, controllers. is attractive to a kid? Yeah, they I are. Mean, you got to get rid of the Nintendo controller mods. Any mods with bright colors you got to get rid of because that's appealing to kids. What kid would want a, uh, a bright green, uh, uh, you know, mod? Anything you, with green. You got to get rid of all the bright colors. All the Star Wars mods, you see these mods out there with Star Wars? Nope, that's got to go too. Star Wars attracts kids. Oh, so you're going to run back. Oh, we got to get rid of, 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 of uh, 
colors and mods and <laughs> I mean, how long is this gonna go on? For fuck's sakes, that you know, how sakes. far are we gonna go with this? So no, I don't. I don't know what Mitch's intent is. Nobody, the people in that meeting don't fucking know. If they want to sit there and believe everything he said and believe he's being sincere, and the only problem at this point is these childlike labels, and fine, that's their business. I don't believe it for a fucking second. And the one thing that's driving me out of my mind, Dino, and I know this is what you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about this. All these people going nuts about the infringing on a company's trademark or their copyright or their intellectual right there (laughs) while they're vaping out of a fucking clone yes thank you very much wait wait hang on a second hang on thank you thank you very much Dino is absolutely right. You fucking hypocrites. You're sitting there going after <laughs> e-liquid companies saying, oh, if you're if you're infringing on someone's trademark, we're not going to buy your e-liquid or buy from a store that sells it. While you fuckers are sitting there going to Fast Tech, vaping on Stingray clones, Akuma clones, Sir Lancelot clones, you're dripping in your fucking uh, uh, Vertex clones, your Tugboat clones, your Velocity clones, and you're going to... You don't see how fucking hypocritical that is? Are you people nuts? What the fuck is the matter with you? Okay, so it's wrong for an e-liquid company to infringe on a company's trademark, but when it comes to mods and drippers, and oh, well, that's different. That's different. We can infringe on each other all fucking day, but goddamn if an e-liquid company infringes on Snapple's fucking label. And that's another thing, too. I saw Grim Green's post on, on Instagram the other day. I couldn't believe this either. I think he's lost his mind. He had a picture of the Snap, the Snap e-liquid, how they had the old label and the new label. And he says, shout out to Snap Liquids for taking charge and leading by example. Well done. Grim Green, wake up. They changed it because they got a fucking letter from Snapple saying change it or else <laughs> that's why they changed it they didn't change oh my god you people are losing your minds and i gotta tell you something you know this wolf whatever the fuck you call him hey, he was calling hey. us to show the other night there were some things that he was saying he was absolutely right F- fuck you. he was right what, on wait. target when he said no the way. fda could give two shits about trademark or copyright or intellectual property he's absolutely right they don't give a fuck about that so why all of a sudden are we going after these this is a first thank you kevin i appreciate it uh people are still gonna give me shit so uh i appreciate you but uh they're still gonna give me shit liquid companies that are infringing on trademarks and copyright if you don't want to buy an e-liquid that infr- or you have a problem with a, an e-liquid that company that does that, get rid of all your fucking clones right now. Get rid of every single one, every single dripper, and only buy authentic stuff. And why don't you stick up for the fucking modders that are spending tens of thousands of dollars to make these mods and these drippers, and then they're being fucking ripped off? Why don't you stick up for them? If you're going to stick up for the because e-liquid we're robbing companies. them. Oh. We're robbing the public. That's why. <laughs> I mean... This is crazy. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah. Oh. It's very hypocritical. Oh, my God. You hypocrites. My God, what is wrong with you? You people have lost your brains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have. I'm listening to this all week. I'm going, oh, my God. Russ is like, why didn't you call in Tuesday? I said, because I need Sunday to <laughs> I need to go off on my own. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. You people have lost your minds. 
Get some fucking brains and stop being hypocrites. You're all hypocrites. Stop it. For Christ's sakes. Now, listen, when it comes to the now, now, if, if Lost Arts came on, OK, listen, we were talking about like cartoon images on labels. I was talking about it with uh, on my last show with uh, um, Oliver from ECF, you know, and, and his opinion on it was, well, there's really no scientific study that really proves whether a child is attracted to a uh, cartoon label on e-liquid bottle. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've seen those Lost Art bottles. If you show that Lost Art e-liquid bottle to a child and uh, a five-year-old, say, would that five-year-old want to pick it up? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't need a scientific study for me to, to know that if a five-year-old saw that bottle, he'd probably want to pick it up. No question about it. And I, and I, and I, I wish they were wrong because I was going to tell them this. You know, I, So don't get me wrong. A five-year-old want to pick up a Tide bottle if he yeah. saw it. <laughs> Nice, shiny red bottle. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, you know, and, and listen, I, 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 now that's the other thing, too. I, I want to I make it straight, okay? I want to get this straight right here. Because I've seen a lot of people talking about Gush, for example. Gushy liquid, okay? I don't, I've never even heard of Gushy liquid until everybody was talking about this shit. And all they got to change their bottles. They have colors on them. That's it. You people fucking nuts. They got to change their bottles because they have colors on them. Oh, my God, they have colors on them. Nobody buy Gush. Fuck you. They don't have cartoon images. They fucking have some colors. So we can't have colors on our labels now? Are you kidding me? I can understand not having an actual cartoon character on a bottle. I'll give you that one. Okay? That I'll give you. But now, if it has colors on it, we got to change it? Fuck that. What is wrong with you people? Why don't we just have fucking plain white labels then? Plain white labels with uh, this is e-juice on it, and that's it. I don't know what the fuck you want. And let me tell you something. Changing the la- You want to change all these labels, guess what? It's not Number one, the deeming regs are done. They're done, ladies and gentlemen. They're fucking done, okay? They're done. They're written up. They're finished. They're ready to go. And if you think changing labels is going to make things great for us, think a fucking again. Because next time you go, then it's going to be flavors. Got to get rid of flavors. Then it's going to be you got to get rid of all these these mods and these colors and Star Wars and, and Nintendo controllers. You got to get rid of uh, fucking Hello Kitty drip tips. It's going to go on and on and on and on and on until you have a plain little fucking white stick battery with a pre-filled cartomizer on the end of it. That's the way it is. God damn. Damn it, I'm fired up about this. I gotta, I gotta relax. It's 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 just Holy you got a right to be. Shit. I've been waiting to get that out all week. It's tough. I'm telling you, Dino, it's crazy. It's nuts. It just yeah, it's people it's have bad. lost their minds. They're they're gone. They lost their minds. Yeah, I agree. Oh my god. Just get a caller. What we need to do is the Demi Rays are coming. They're gonna come, I'd say, uh within the next eight weeks, tops. And, and uh, we'll Man. see what they are. Yeah, and bullshit. we still have to continue to fight. We still, I mean, we're going to be fighting for, I don't know how many years. We still got to continue to fight. I do believe that if you have a cartoon character on your label, that's probably not very smart and you should get rid of it. Yeah. I'm for that. But don't try, attack yeah. a juice I mean, company because they have no, colors no on Brothers. their fucking label. Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, how no far Warner are we going to go uh, with this? Sorry. Really? Sorry. Yeah. No Warner Brothers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Fucking ridiculous. Wake up, everybody. Let's see if we can get a call. Wake up. And stop using your clones. Throw them away. Stop using them. No more clones. <laughs> 
347-308-8329. Let's get a caller. If you have any comments, questions, you want to tell me I'm wrong, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you shouldn't. I'm right. You are. And all, and I know I'm right. Am I not right, Dino? I'm right. Absolutely. I agree 150%. They're wrong. Poor Dino. He put, you know, there's fucking Velocity clones out there now. Poor Dino. Poor Cisco. Poor Cisco and poor Dino. All this fucking work, all this fucking time, all this money to create this wonderful Velocity, and within weeks of the thing coming out, fucking rip, China rips it off. There's fucking clones all over the place. Yeah, spare me Why don't you people fucking do something about that? How about that? How about you say, you know what? We're not going to buy from any fucking store, online uh, shop that's selling a clone Velocity. Because you want to hear my grandson's reaction to the clone Velocity? <laughs> okay. Hold on. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Does his mother think it's hysterical? <laughs> no. I called up to say that the only people that give a shit that the Velocity is cloned is Dino and I. <laughs> well, no, listen, that's not true. All these people should care. They are so concerned that these e-liquid companies are ripping off trademarks from other companies. They should be irate that this is happening to you. They should, they should be just out of their minds. No. Everybody's a hypocrite to some extent. I mean, the most common comment on Rip's video was, oh, that's fucking nice. Can't wait for the clone. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's it. I mean, you know, I don't like like that comment. I mean, you know, it kind of stings a little bit, but I get it, you know. I mean, if you wanted something that cost $100 and you knew in a few weeks it's going to be one for 30 People, you know, people, they speak with their wallet. But unfortunately, to have something made here and do what we do to it, I can't, we can't even, we can't close that gap. It's virtually impossible. Well, yeah, it's impossible now. I understand that. But I just couldn't. I mean, there are some RDAs that are, uh, there's some that people say they're made here, but what they're selling them for, there's no way they're made here. I don't care what you say. I know what machining costs in the States and there's just no fucking way that you could make a product, machine it here, and sell it for what it's being sold for. It's made elsewhere. Right. You know, and the Chinese are coming out with pretty decent, original, quote-unquote, stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, some of them are starting to. They're starting to come out with original stuff, which I think is great. But right. uh, And clones are never going to go anywhere. But what I'm hearing these people all week going nuts about trademark infringement, these e-liquid companies committing trademark infringement. Oh, God, any place that sells that juice or any online, we're going to boycott them and not buy from their stores anymore. You're, I'm going out of my mind. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Why don't we look within yeah, this no. community first and see how all these modders, you guys, all these for all these years, they've been fucking great. What about their rights? What about their trademark infringement? What about them? Oh, fuck them. That's it's crazy. I mean, there's you know, there's 50 different arguments on clones. And, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, if you have a device that's cloned and, and there's no branding on it, you know, like name or engraving, and they're just copying the design, <clears throat> there's nothing. They're not doing anything illegal. Right. Technically. Unethical? Yeah. But illegal? Nope. Well, the ethics clones. go out the window once there's <clears throat> money involved. Your ethics go out the window. You know, there's no yeah, such thing, thing as ethics that, when you when money's involved. 
Yeah, I mean, the problem with anything that, that we design, for instance, velocity, there's no way for me to protect that design. Because even a, uh, you know, patent pending or utility patent, by the time that ever got approved, 18, 24 months from now, the velocity would be a fucking dinosaur. I would have wasted 15 grand. Right. So that, so patenting is out of the fucking question. You could fight a trademark if you have logos or engraving or designing on a device. You could force vendors to not sell them by, you know, cease and desist orders if you have that product protected. But that doesn't mean they'll stop making it. They'll just stop putting your logos on it. But you shouldn't have to because vapors are so concerned now with companies infringing on trademarks. There should just be no market for them. They just won't buy them anymore. <laughs> trademark, has nothing, trademark has nothing to do with the product. A trademark, copyright, uh, fucking intellectual property, whatever the hell it is. We're all of a sudden concerned about that happening. We need to look inside our community and see what's going on. You're so yeah. concerned about it, then stop buying clones. Yeah, so if you're so concerned about it, stop buying clones. Uh, so, I mean, so th- this week is just, I mean, y- y- you go over and look at Dimitri's page, and then somebody's put up a picture with, uh, you know, Phil Brasardo and, 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 and a quote from Phil Brasardo, and then it's, uh, I forgot what the quote is. Uh, I'll have to bring that back up. Uh, but uh, it, it's hilarious because the people just have no clue to viral marketing uh, because they post this picture. Then they say, isn't this outrageous? Isn't this terrible that uh, that this is put, put out with, uh, f- with Phil Brasardo's uh, face on it and a quote uh, verbatim from Phil? Then after they say that, they say, I just shared this to every single group that I know so everybody knows about it. I've shared this with everybody. And then it, even Phil comes onto the thing and goes, wait a second, that's kind of what the whole purpose of this was. If you, if you think that they're trying to do this just for attention, don't give them attention. So it, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want this to go out. Nobody should see this. I just shared it with everybody I could possibly think of uh, is literally what happened. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can, uh, if, if the computer will, uh, if the interwebs will uh, allow me to see it here. Yeah, so it's, uh, it says, that's right. Uh, it says, fun police. And it has uh, Phil Brasardo. And, well, they put him in a New York hat. I think that's the brim of a New York hat uh, with one of those, I don't know, it's like a, has those little pointy things on the hat. So he's, they've got him in a New York police hat, and it says, Fun Police. There's uh, something going on that is uh, with a streaming American flag and uh, red, white, and blue and stuff. I'm not even sure what that is. Uh, could be anything. And then it says, We're not fighting for your right to have childless fucking labels. Blue Waffle, which is the name of a juice, apparently. People are saying, you know, this is terrible, and uh, I don't know. It, it's a gag. I don't know if it's terrible. I, I, I frankly don't know enough. Uh, I've been told that I should not look up the term blue waffle, um, and what, what, what then becomes interesting, the distributor says, many thanks for your email. I'm sorry that you feel so upset about the sub-ohm juice marketing image that was used in our email shot. The image isn't meant to offend. It is merely a quote from what Phil said at Vape Jam UK, with, of course, a lighthearted reference to the fun police. Uh, we are just as upset as he... Uh, we are we are just as upset as he is that Phil was not given the time to speak about the TPD as like him 
we have, there's no commas here, as like him, we have very proactive, uh, we, have, we have been very proactive in bringing light to the importance of safety in the industry. However, we do feel that the marketing image is dismissing what Phil is trying to achieve. Well, I said that totally wrong. Just the word, one word not changes all the meaning. What, the, what she says is, however, we do not feel the marketing image is dismissing what Phil is trying to achieve in any way. The fact that people are talking about this is bringing further publicity to the message Phil is trying to spread. If you have read any of my Vaporound articles, I've never read any of our Vaporound articles, I have to look that up, you will see that both myself and Vape importers have been proactively marketing the 100K campaign. I don't know what the 100K campaign is e either. And I regularly attend the all-party parliamentary group group discussions at the House of Commons to attempt to influence the EU in adopting less strict uh, regulations. Our head of strategic science is Steve Boos, who works around the clock to ensure we take every step possible to ensure all products we sell are made to high, very high standards. We are one of the few companies that carries out titration with GCMS testing alongside making sure all of our products are CLP compliant. Vape importers are one of the few distributors that have always been advocates for propagating the importance of regulation and safety. Phil has thick skin, and I very much doubt he is anywhere near offended as you all seem to be about this marketing image. If you read Phil's post, uh, if you read the, the, the if you read Phil's uh, posting after vape jam rant that he did you will see that he dismisses the likes of silly names and cloud chasing and then goes on to state the importance as it may as of it as it makes the industry more exciting and appealing to smokers looking to kick the habit silly names and tongue-in-cheek marketing images are not what you should fear it's the government's prepared to over-regulate the industry in order to help place the, the market back in the hands of big tobacco and big pharma that, that you should be worried about. I appreci appreciate that you have interpreted... I appreciate that you have interpreted this marketing message as having negative connotations, but hope you can see that is no reflection on our company's ethos as, w as we are one of the few companies proactively fighting for the industry and your right to vape freely and safely. If you have any other concerns, please do not hesitate to contact me directly. Dexter Moat, uh, Managing Director of Vape Importer LTD, off in the UK. So that, that was interesting so they're blue waffle and one of the things that they were making a point of is that phil in his posting had said that cloud contests are actually important and then he said they it puts the industry in a negative eye but they're important so it's 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 a dichotomy again uh and you know you're not you're not sure which side of the teeter-totter that uh Bissardo is going to be sitting on and you know he's, he's kind of straddling the middle having it right up his ass but we're not sure so it's good and it's bad um, and saying that obviously Phil wants to bring attention to that cloud chasing is one way to keep people engaged in a hand-to-mouth activity that has you know and the whole hand-to-mouth activity means that in a three-dimensional space looking at clouds fascination with vapor all these things are the reasons why NRTs are not nearly as effective as uh, nicotine through something that uh, has similar characteristics and has the hand-mouth um, 
uh, uh, habituation fulfillment that does vaping over uh, similar to smoking. So she's trying to point out that those type of things are things that, that Phil uh, had thought that was good, that there needed to be a community. And, and so Phil is against it and for it at the same time. And, and perhaps that's where the confusion came from. Again, I'm sorry for the situation that happened at, at the Vape Jam UK. I can express my sorriness. I think, uh, you know, uh, Brits, uh, like, you know, I grew up a little bit in uh, Wimbledon as a youth, uh, so I, I'm a little bit British. Uh, so I think we Brits, uh, isn't that funny? Isn't it? I think that we, uh, from uh, not the royal we, that uh, that we uh, of Britain can appreciate that we can say sorry for something that is not ourselves to make the other feel a little bit better. So I am sorry that the that the craftsmanship and the excellence of Vape Jam UK and the stellar performance of that rapper and and the contest and the cloud competition and just a a, a spot on execution by all you wankers out there. You really just did a great job. And I appreciate it. And I think that as far as a level of excellence of show booth construction and portrayal and just just professionalism, I mean, it, it's almost like Disneyland. You ever walk down Disneyland and everything is just like perfect. It, this was the Disneyland of, of vape events. Everything was dialed in, clean, fancy, just just beautiful. Just it was a, so. That is should be what Vape uh, Jam uh, UK is remembered for the 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 just the the pomp and polish and the spectacular execution of the event. Just that's what we will remember uh, Vape Jam UK for. Uh, and if anything else uh, is is thought of for Vape Jam UK, um, sorry. Uh, so there there we are. Um, and so, so this, this, these posts by uh, Bersardo just took off like wildfire. I've never seen any. Everybody has to salute and 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 just just approve of this message. Now, uh, when when Kevin was saying just about a year ago, a little while earlier, uh, that 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 is, he's absolutely going nuts. I'm still going nuts uh, because it's all happening again. And what was stupid and idiotic a year ago and just based off of bad premises a year ago or 10 months ago, nine months ago, it, what, what you thought w would, uh, would go away and, and then people would figure things out, it's now become so ingrained with repetition. It's like 1984, you repeat a lie so often that, that soon everybody believes it's the truth. And Bersardo now is one of those fellows because he believes that this is this is you know he's not he's said before his his deal is not advocacy but now and now his deal is advocacy so we, we grade him on a different scale so he's now he's believes that this is the is the thing that that these the the IP infringing and the cartoon labels and and any flavorings all of these flavorings inside of e-liquid they all have to be addressed and attacked and uh, you, you're gonna have to have black and white bottles that says uh, unit one, and then unit B, and then uh, you're gonna. If you really get to, you might be able to uh, to name something after a river. So we'll call it uh, uh, Yosemite. You might be able to name your e-liquids after geographical locations, uh, and then and that's it. That's all you get to do. That's that's. If we do that, then the FDA will just uh, just take it easy on us, uh, and the TPD will just go away too. 
that's just, it's become, everybody thinks that. So when Phil posted a year later, and, and, is, and is just, you know, echoing chapter and verse of all these mistakes from 12 months ago that I had an argument uh, with uh, Dimitri 10 months ago with, and, and I thought I explained it pretty well to him back then, it's now just everybody accepts it as the truth. It's been repeated so many times that now people just believe it's the truth. So I'm walking around, and it's a village of pod people. You know, who who is who is a pod person? And you know, you you, you become fearful to talk because if you talk to the wrong person, they're just going to go no. They're, 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 you know, if you've ever seen uh, that that movie with the pod people, uh, I forgot what it is. Uh, forgot the name of it. Uh, Sutherland was the actor. Uh, people are zombies walking around. And if you expose yourself as a non-zombie, you don't know what flack you're going to get. And, uh, and that's how it is. So I'm, I'm concerned that I'm bringing this up. I'm one of the few on social media that is because everybody thinks it's the truth. Everybody thinks that you have to bend your will and completely to the FDA bow to bow to their, to to these things. And just to, to take the, the anti-vaping arguments and just say, yeah, we'll give up our rights so long as that we have the right to vape. You know, we will stand out here. We'll do whatever you want. Just let us, you know, we just have to have our ability to vape. And, and that's it, it just, just, just basically folding and bowing over. So the, everybody believes this. Everybody believes it. Um, and it's just not the basis of the facts. And now if you go into the, everybody is just believing the same thing. Because of that, uh, they think that they have safety in numbers. And so anybody that's going to point out the, the other side of it, um, I, I'm concerned that I might piss people off. Um, because whatever I want to do in my life, I want to go through delicately and, and make sure that everybody approves of me because that's my track record. Uh, so what? So as this this huddled mass of uh, pitchfork carrying bruisers that goes out to to thump and and take down everybody's else's uh, labels with with pitchforks, tongs, and and whatever things they can do, uh, I'm watching this one guy, and I've uh, I've you know this this is somebody I don't know, uh, but his name is Roland True Williams, and he works for a company called Holdfast Vapors, and they have put out something called Sour Dream, you know, kind of like Tangerine Dream. Uh, I'd write it, you know, I think that was the people that made the the music to uh, Risky Business. I think that was the Tangerine Dream. I think it was at least... So instead of Tangerine Dream, they're calling it Sour Dream. So it's a playoff of uh, Risky Business is what I can best figure. And uh, this is a a brand new e-liquid for these guys. Most of their stuff apparently looks like boat anchors uh, is their current labeling. But this is something brand new Forum, and they're using uh, something called uh, tobacco-free nicotine, which is something that is uh, nobody has a ton of information on, and I don't have a ton of information on it either. However, th- the the information that we have is that it is made in a very pure way. It's a uh, it's a quasi-synthetic nicotine uh, that uh, that has it's plant-based, however, not nicotine-based. And I don't know if they're I don't think they're genetically modifying. Who knows what they're doing? I, 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 okay, so I shouldn't have said that because people are really you know concerned about GMOs. So it's not GMO to the best of my knowledge. But it's some way that it's a plant-based, non-nicotine means of synthesizing nicotine that is supposed to give you a very pure 
taste to it, uh, and it's not going to have some of the artifacts from the nicotine uh, that, that is in the current nicotine. So most of their flavors now are of a, of a more of a of a uh, earthy, uh, let's call it earthy or creamy or, or th those type of varieties. So they're coming out with a, using a new product that could, it's being, the tobacco-free nicotine is supposed to have more viability through the FDA than uh, nicotine nicotine. And it's, so said another way, tobacco-free nicotine uh, is a, a fail-safe to the FDA coming at uh, normal nicotines. My understanding is it's about 20 times more expensive than uh, the normal nicotine. It costs a lot, but because nicotine is used in a small amount, uh, you know, 3%, 6%, uh, the percents are wrong, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, three uh, three milligrams, uh, you know, six and twelve. I mean, because these are smaller numbers, that it, it's a, you can you can you can change over to a twenty times more expensive product and still be in good standing. So maybe it costs you an extra two dollars a bottle. I don't know what it costs extra a bottle. Who knows? But they're using that nicotine. So if you're using something that has a cleaner sense to it, and it, and it you know you you normally have a more of an earthy type of uh, vape. Uh, they're now starting off with this one sort of, uh, I believe it's going to be a, uh, a sweet and sour type of uh, uh, a fruit, a sweet and sour fruit is I believe what a sour dream is uh, going to be. So they're using this new thing. Uh, so they, they announced this and then people just got all up in arms uh, because they showed a bottle and I'm looking at a picture of a bottle and it says sour dream and uh, there's no pictures of candy on it. And, uh, you know, it has a bulbous uh, sort of font. Uh, it, it's, it doesn't infringe on Sour Patch. I've read the Sour Patch trademarks. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't even say the word patch. Uh, the, the Sour Patch trademark says that you have to, uh, you have to, uh, they have no claim on the, on the color and they have no claim on the word sour. And so the only thing that they have a claim on is Sour Patch and Kids and or Sour Patch by itself, not the color and not the uh, not the word sour. So it definitely does not infringe. You can take it to any, uh, you know, trademark lawyer and they're going to say, look, they tell you right here. They don't even they're not they say specifically they're not claiming sour. They're not claiming uh, they're not claiming uh, the green. And so clearly it's it's totally not IP infringing. So so some people see this now because this uh, untruth that has been repeated so many times has gotten out to so many people. Uh, there's a guy uh, and his name is Jeremy Dollar that just comes at this guy. So I, I better stop using the word guy and guy. Uh, Jeremy Dollar uh, comes at Roland True Williams and and let me uh, go and see what I can see here. Uh, he starts off with unreal, not even the least bit concerned about the lawsuits coming your way. I'm happy that I, Austin decided to part ways with Holdfast. You guys are a sinking ship and becoming a disgrace to the, of the industry. How about trying to be just a little creative? Uh, no respect for you or Holdfast Vapor or Holdfast ever again, exclamation point. So uh, Roland replies to Jeremy, thanks for your concern, Jeremy. Uh, but, uh, we have read the IP trademarks for our e-liquid, uh, and uh, one, uh, one never knows what may infringe upon unless uh, the mass research has been done. So Roland is saying, we looked, 
Um, and that's why I looked after I read that. Uh, we looked at the IP and we don't infringe is what Roland says back. So then Jeremy replies, nice political spin. You know what you're doing. Sugarcoat it all you want. You are doing the exact same shit uh, that is a problem and I'll call you out on it. Shame on you and, and hold fast. Money hungry and desperation is what this screams. Others may be nice, but this bullshit is coming from hold fast. I know the story. I can't wait to see you guys retract all your shit. I myself am uh, letting the makers of Sour Patch know you are now officially part of the cancer in this uh, industry and I will gladly fight to protect our industry from this, from, from this type of scum. Roland replies with wow uh, and then uh, it continues on um, let's see uh, Roland then says I really enjoy the, the business and personal attacks. Speaking on Austin Hopper, he's one of my closest friends and a business partner prior to this industry. Check out my photos, do your research and then get back to me uh, or are you an expert on all things personal to me, this industry and our company? Uh, so Jeremy replies back, I talked to Austin myself this morning and he is sick with all of you. Friends or not, spin your shit and you will get called on it. Um, and then Roland replies, funny, I talk to him every day and please don't bring his name into this. I have known him, uh... I haven't known him to ever blast anyone on social media. If you have an issue with us, please contact me directly. I'm very open to discussing your thoughts and feelings on our industry. I'm not, I'm not one to try and blast someone without understanding the facts and points of view. Did you read the IP of the product that you're referring to? So he's saying, did you read the, the trademark? Uh, Jeremy Dollar says, uh, that's funny because he told me flat out that I have his permission to blast this and all involved. Uh, then Roland says, did he give you permission to bring his name into this because it, it has nothing to do with him? Jeremy replies, I would recommend calling your friend. He absolutely gave me permission to clear his name and separate the company and himself. So he absolutely gave me permission to clear his name and separate the company and himself. Um, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, he, uh, he doesn't want to get thrown into the fire with you all. His words, not mine. I refuse to allow you to save face with lies. You know what you're doing. You're, you aren't just stupid. Myself and others will not stop until no one buys this. It's not welcome in the industry. And then Roland says, anyone uh, concerned with IP issues, uh, walk to the local Walgreens and look at the house, uh, the house label products. Um, and then it's basically talking about he's making reference to uh, generic cereals and generic drugs and you know uh, Robitussin and wall, wall you know just the different things um, and then uh, Jeremy Dollar what a joke you guys are uh, then Roland it's getting a little personal Jeremy I indeed I am I hope it burns you all in the holdfast office you try to break the community and you make that made that made you who you are. Therefore, you deserve the headache that comes along with this. Roland, uh, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Uh, you don't, but you don't have the right to bash us. Uh, Roland. Uh, then he talks about media attacks. Uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, there's nothing to discuss. You've made your choices. Now suffer the consequences. Much like the fire that will burn your company down, is this what Jeremy? Much like the fire that uh, will burn your company down, get get ready, bro. I would suggest uh, leaving this part out. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roland says, "I love you, Jeremy." Uh, I guess he's trying to to add some gesture in it. 
Um, so it keeps on going, and I'm reading this stuff. And th so when I'm telling you that it's getting weird out there, uh, this is the weird that I've been talking about. Uh, Doug Hughes pipes in, uh, and uh, he pipes in. Uh, Roland is getting no love from anybody. Uh, and then, uh, then people start to talk about the tobacco-free nicotine a little bit. It gets a little bit better. Malice Dahl chimes in. Uh, she doesn't know what the tobacco nicotine thing stuff is. Uh, I just want to... Uh, John Nathan uh, jumps in and says, this is embarrassing. Uh, Chris Winfrey jumps in. Uh, you may not uh, see this as uh, trademark IP and freshman, but you can't argue that it is directly marketed to kids. Um, so apparently he thinks now... To, uh, Chris Winfrey of Vapor Slam fame uh, is now saying this is marketing to kids. Roland, uh, you know, replies back, marketed how? There's, you know, there's no pictures of gummies. Uh, there's no kids on the thing. There's no cartoons. Uh, and... Uh, Chris says, uh, no one is accusing you and your company directly of marketing children, but your label and marketing is. So here, this is that sentence right there from Chris Winfrey is exactly what I was been calling out Dimitri on and some of these other people because they don't even know. Chris Winfrey is, is, in, is, is not comprehending what he is in fact saying. No one, this is what he's saying, no one is accusing you and your company of directly marketing to children. So nobody's accusing you of that, buddy. But your label and marketing is. So your label and your marketing is to kids, is marketing to kids. But nobody's saying your company is doing it. Go for, you know, it just blows me away. And so this is where, you know, pulling out here, just going, what the fuck? Is it? There's zombies. Chris Winfrey is one of them. He's, he's going around there, you must fix your marketing. I don't know what the fuck. I seriously don't know what the fuck. I mean, these were the guys that had, you know, a wrestle, you know, wrestling stuff. They, they were having a good time. You know, they, they had, uh, you know, arm wrestling. They're doing all this stuff. They have uh, fake wrestlers. I mean, it's a show. They, Vapor Slam is a show. It, it is a, it's an event. It's a show. It's a spectacle. It's a good time. It's for adults. Now, Chris Winfrey is saying, no one is accusing you and your company directly of directly marketing to children, but your label and your marketing is. Simply put, if this is on a counter against your old labels and you ask ch a child which one they want to uh, pick, 10 times out of 10 times, the FDA and our insiders have said many times, so the FDA and our insiders, I guess Dimitri is at that, uh, the FDA and our insiders, Dimitri, I guess, uh, have said many times one of the greatest issues was the perceived, in all caps, perceived marketing to children. None of us actually are, but it's perceived by the public to be that way. So if you say something is perceived by the public to be that way, then, then people will toss in the most hated phrase, is perception is for reality. So if you're perceived of doing it that way and they, they, they perceive you, then they're saying that's the reality of what you're doing. So it's, it's Chris Winfrey in this one paragraph is contradicting himself like three, four, maybe six times over. Um, and so simply put, if, the, if this is on the counter against your old labels, and the old labels look like old spice bottles or something like that, very sailors, anchors, and all the rest. Uh, uh, simply put, if this is on the counter against your old labels and you ask a child which one they want, they will pick out 10 times out of 10 uh, 
that label. The FDA and our insiders have said many times one of their biggest issues was the perceived marketing to children. None of us actually are, but it's perceived that way to the public. It makes all of us look like assholes, dude. So... Uh, you could uh, have called it Sour Dream, but your original logo design on your main line, why didn't you? So there, he's saying that why don't you use your other thing and just call it Sour Dream? So he's, he's disagreeing with the use of uh, colors that are reflecting of fruit. So he's using uh, like a green apple color, and he's using a yellow banana color, and he's using a red strawberry color which is meant to mean that uh, to, to give the impression on the box that it's a fruit. So he's, he's upset that he's, they're not using black and white and a, sort of a cream uh, old spice bottle type look. So uh, what Roland replies back is uh, what, what works is uh, that you recognize it, but, uh, but what would, I'm not even sure what his reply is there. Uh, then Christopher, uh, well, I better read it because I want to be fair. Roland says, what works is that you, in all capitals, recognize it, but why would you, but why, what he's saying is, why would this be in front of kids in the first place? So uh, it's a very, uh, Roland says back, in, in essence, this would never be in front of a kid anyway. What, what's your point? Uh, so then uh, Chris Renfrey says, Instagram, Facebook, online, Google, uh, everywhere a, a child can easily get to. So he's saying that because it's, uh, Chris Winfrey says it's because it's on the internet, children have access to it. Then uh, Roland says, uh, can't be the same as uh, blowing clouds. Let's, uh, uh, I hate to say it. this is a long thing. It's it's like a public fight on Facebook. Uh I'll just have to read it, and I'm a terrible reader, obviously. Roland says, can, can the same be said for all the cloud blowing? Let's be fair and balanced. Our industry is attractive, and it should be, but we are a great alternative to smoking. I hate to say it, but we are, as a whole group, uh, we as a whole group are go pure vanilla and the packaging, uh, which is what Big Padaco wants us to do. Um, He's saying that with, uh, they want white labels. Chris Winfrey says, yeah, I do feel that the tricksters and shit on, I, on IG are bad for the perception. I feel that kids do see that and say that's cool and want to. Uh, absolutely, which is why at our shows we don't have comps at all. Local sh uh, shops may throw them at the same time, but we do not. So the difference is, uh, he's saying in his shows there's no cloud contest, but the uh, the booths have cloud contest. Um, then Chris Winfrey says, uh, no children are allowed in my events, 18 plus, no exceptions. However, our old logo did resemble WrestleMania and SummerSlam. We were mar we were we marketing to children? No. Uh, were we within the parody rights to not get sued for IP? Yes. Um, so at this point, because everybody, there's a whole bunch of zombies, you know, coming after anybody that looks like they're still alive. And so all the people that are still alive, even the ones that are slightly zombie-ish, uh, are, are freaked out. They think that, you know, they, they so here, Chris Winfrey is, is basically justifying why his 18 and over events are for adults and you don't, and they, 
but he's trying to say, but we're concerned if a 12-year-old got into it. So we're going we're gonna to change everything for 12-year-olds. So the adults need to go into a place that looks like it's for 12-year-olds, even though it's supposed to be an adult product and they card you at the door. It's, uh, if you listen to other shows, I'm saying basically it's like a bar and people are going in there and saying, you know, if a kid walked into this bar, they might be able to perceive that these alcohols uh, in your uh, a strawberry margarita, they might be attracted to a strawberry margarita. So then Chris says, I fought against people just like you are now until one person said, but dude, WWE uh, sells toys to kids. They were right. I was wrong. One month after Vapor Mania 15, we changed the logo completely and remarketed all of it. Asked Jeremy Dollar. We were wrong, but we admitted it. And I, I fought just like you now. Uh, Though I never made a dick move and flipped every, uh, flicked everyone off and acted high and mighty, industry insiders didn't think of our logo uh, was even close to being confused. However, WWE does sell kids. Um, uh, they, they were right. I swallowed my pride and changed my branding. So you are fighting from a, a, of a corner being defensive, but bro, pride aside, you are wrong here, and it's an easy, quick, and easy fix. Uh... Uh, change the the label to your original packaging. Call it Sour Dream. That's not offensive. It's easy. And Roland says, "Okay, thanks." Um, so, and this is where Chris Winfrey is basically he he's a zombie almost, almost a zombie. And, and the thing is, he he was convinced to be a zombie, and so he's now espousing why you need to change. It's good to be a zombie. It's good to be a zombie. So that's what he's espousing. And and uh, and he's saying, you know, I thought I thought it, you know, I thought resistance was was fruitful then, but now I, I believe that resistance is futile. That that. Why not just go along? Why not just acquiesce? You know, it's okay. You know, we we don't need to have uh you know those people in our events. We don't need to have this. We we can just have it where we all go along to get along. And if we if you know we don't want to be the nail that sticks out because the nail that sticks out gets hammered in. So let's all just go along to get along. Don't be a dick. Um, and so that's what he's he's saying. And the thing is and here's my point and this is a lot of my point if this company uh which i you know until yesterday i'd never even had a clue they even existed if, if roland uh changes his stuff and, and chris then becomes happy what's to stop five other competitors uh you know uh, e-liquid brands because uh you know he's getting grief from other e-liquid he's getting grief from one competitor so what's to stop another competitor to to go after roland if he if he does one thing differently what's to stop that well the answer is there's nothing to stop that so you have to do what you need to do you have to you know think that you're doing the right thing but you can't make incremental tweaks for everybody that has an opinion because every asshole has an opinion including myself and, and so th this it's just it's blowing my brain because i i don't if the logic that chris used chris winfrey of vapor slam is that he needs to change around his event because wwe sells toys what the hell I mean, it's if Ferrari should Ferrari now change their their stuff and take the you know Ferrari as a dancing, uh, you know, a dancing Mustang uh, 
on on the front of their hood are they supposed to take off the pony off the hood of the ferrari because a, a kid has gone into toys r us and bought a little toy model of a ferrari and it has that dancing thing you know where does it stop and that's the problem it does it can go anywhere and so when dimitri says there needs to be a thick you know he, he claims that zeller said whatever the line means it needs to be a thick one and so I think Dimitri has completely misinterpreted what Zeller was trying to tell him in the first place, uh, is that it, it, it can't be a gray line. Because right now, everybody thinks it's a gray line. So what it's going to have to be is a hard line. And that's something that is going to be, it's going to be defined against the favor of the anti-vaping groups because of what we call the Constitution and the First Amendment and the freedom of expression and the right to assemble. I mean, this is fucking fucked up, Chris. You know, you, you think that you can't put on an event and assemble. You don't think you have the right to assembly and, and the right to have vapors be in a place who are adults and you are going to kowtow and bend over and give up just because of, of what? Why not be who you want to be? when you grow up be who you are i mean shit what the fuck i don't get it and and here i, I think i'm i think i'm in trouble now i think i've gone into the era because i've said something that like chris renfrey who is a lot of people like this guy he's got his own fucking podcast too i'm saying he's fucked up and i'm not saying he's fucked up i'm saying what he's done is fucked up he why doesn't he hold and do what he wants to do why is he just throwing it all in and it's because of all the fucking zombies everybody thinks that if you have this on your label that they're going to come after you now if you look at the stinking law if you look at the tobacco control act if you look at the deeming you realize that they don't they can't do what everybody thinks that you know dimitri and Bersardo is saying oh they can do it they can't do it why don't you read the actual deeming it doesn't have that on advertising in fact one of the things that everybody was surprised at is that they weren't even going after television advertising in this and then so then people go well this is just the first draft of the deeming it's an come out again but the fucking problem is chris is that the first amendment allows you to assemble allows you to put people together and it allows you to express yourself so if you want to say that because wrestlemania sells toys to kids that that's your personal that's your preferred method of going about it and that's the way you want to conduct your business you have absolutely every right to do it and who am i to say anything differently i'm nothing to say anything i'm nobody to say anything differently you can do what you want but in this case why i'm talking is because you are telling somebody else to give up their rights, to, 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 to fold, to, to, to step down, to not, to not talk, to not use a label. And you're telling somebody else to do that. So that's the only reason I'm telling you. You can accord yourself any fucking way you want to do to it. You, you put on some really good shows. And as I said in a couple things, you know, I said, oh my God, you know, the Vape Slam lost their balls. You know, for I was even telling people, I, in fact, when if you go back and listen to my show, Chris, if you listen, you'll hear me say that uh, to Vapor Joe, when I was interviewing him, I said, Vapor, you know, he could not attend your Vapor Slam. And, and I said, you know, I think that's your favorite event, isn't it, Joe? It's the last unapologetic event out there in the industry. I said that to him. It's the You were the last unapologetic one because you were putting on a show for people to have a good time. It was for adults with adults there. And now, just two weeks later, you're like, oh, fuck. You know, you got to go along to get along. So... Uh, again, I, I, I am sorry. Uh, I guess the, the favorite word here is I am passionate about vaping.
So as I am passionate about vaping, I speak passionately of vaping. So let's continue. Fucking shit. Uh, all right. So uh, Nathan, some, you know, John Nathan, for all, for all I know, uh, this is the most popular guy on the on the block, and and me, a fat nerd who was lucky enough to keep up with the pack of kids we had running. I grew up as a free range kid, so you know we used to ditch people. I used to get ditched. I was a fat nerd, and I would get ditched. So I was lucky enough to keep up with the pack of groups, you know. So anyway, an aside. For all I know, John Nathan is is, is the uh, the the little punk uh, you know that that beats up uh, little fat kids with glasses like me. So who knows what I'm trouble I'm gonna get into? And now I get to read John Nathan. And the only thing I know about Johnny is uh, is that he was the guy that went after the Sour Patch Kids at the Vape Expo, New Jersey. So. Uh, I'm just figuring this out right now. So John Nathan was the guy that took the videos of the Sour Patch Kids. Those guys got a ton of attention. And what they said is, oh, look, we'll fix our labels. And now, and then everybody says, oh, look, these guys fixed their Sour Patch labels. Now everybody's happy with them. And, and they've got a lot of public attention. And you hear reviewers going, oh, those Sour Patch Kids, I've actually tasted their juice. They're, they're pretty good guys, and it's pretty good juice. They got total viral marketing out after it. They, they, they you know, they put themselves on the map through John Nathan doing that interview with him. I'm just figuring this out right now. So now John Nathan is ironically on this post attacking the company that put out Sour Dream that has no connotations of patch or kids or candy at all. It just has a font uh, that, that that is barely, well, it, it's it's reminiscent, but it's not, it, nothing else, well, and it's some colors, but it's just now, now I'm curious. I'm blowing my own mind. Here we go. John Nathan says, uh, blatant disregard for, for where we stand as an industry. Local and federal regulations looming and using the infringement and marketing to children arguments heavily in the 11th hour, and you want to make a public statement. I know you aren't gearing to children, but you're handling you're, but you're handing ammunition to the powers that be. In the end, your responsibility will play a role in our demise. Great point you made. Do the ends justify the means? So Roland then replies back, but you guys, but aren't you guys arguing for the anti-vaping right? Uh, shouldn't we be, uh, shouldn't we be fight, I'm sorry, between my reading and, and somebody that is a hunt and peck typer, it, these things are getting murdered here. So I'll try and add punctuation in, uh, but it's my reading. Um, but aren't you but aren't you guys arguing for the anti-vaping groups? Shouldn't we fight for the right to vape and how we want to vape? Uh, you know, uh, fuck all the bans. Uh, so Stephen Sapir, S-A-P-I-R, says, you're missing the point, friend. This is uh, being recognized as legitimate industry and behaving accordingly. You are damaging our industry and uh, credibility for short-term dollars. We're, uh, while torching our long-term prospects, aren't you being obtuse and or do you really think you're clean on this? Uh, Roland says, and who is we as an industry? Uh, I gave my money to a group that doesn't uh, open their books. Uh, I guess they're going to go into uh, into various groups. There. I get your point, Steve. I understand. Cry for seven millions, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's in a tone down here. 
John Nathan comes back. I will be completely honest. Uh, the pro- So then it, it, there's an exchange with uh, some guy named uh, uh, Stephen Sapier. Uh, and uh, I read that one. And said, John Nathan comes back. And he says, I will be completely honest. This product I would love to see regulated out of existence. And Stephen Sapier likes that. Can you believe that, folks? For anyone that's listening, John Nathan just said that he wants to see that box that says Sour Dream with colors, no candy. He says he would like to see that regulated out of existence. Would you like to see that product regulated out of existence? Again, let me describe it. I'll describe it accurately. It says Sour Dream. If you've ever seen a Sour Patch, uh, it has a green sour, and it has not the same uh, font, but a similar, like Comic Book Sans in, in, uh, in Microsoft. It's, it's a comic book type of font. It does have that. It has the, the colors neon yellow, neon green, neon red, uh, more of a red red, but neon, very bright colors on the box kind of splashed out like you threw up some paint and it dropped on a box and and the background is yellow and and it says sour dream and then it says tfn which stands for tobacco free nicotine that's what this looks like there's no candy on it there's no kids there's no cartoons there's nothing else it says that and it's a gradient shading inside of the uh the things that's what this thing looks like john nathan says he wants to be honest. He wants that product regulated out of existence. Do you want that? Does anybody want that? Does anybody that involved in advocacy or anybody with a clue want what John Nathan wants? Because if that bottle, if that box is regulated out of existence, every fucking other thing is going with it. You cannot regulate that product out of existence like John Nathan wants that done to it. He, if you can't, you can't regulate that without regulating every bit of other things because the law has to have what Zeller said is a bold line. You have to put bold lines. You can't, you can't have laws that are based on gray, shady lines. You can't have fuzzy math in the laws. It has to be, this is right and this is wrong. And if, if John Nathan gets what he wants, that bottle goes out and that's going to be a hard line for everybody else. So what's going to be left is everybody's going to have black and white boxes if John Nathan gets his way. Real bright of him. So Roland, uh, you know, so that's what that's what people say because people just float this stuff out there and think they're, you know, oh yeah, let's see your company go down and let's see a law put up to stop your company. Well, the thing is that law gets then used against everyone. This is the whole, when, when people say slippery slope, this is why they do it. Because if you wish for something like this on somebody else, you're going to slip right in and go down with them. I don't, I don't know who John Nathan is. I really don't. Maybe he's in the industry or not, but you know, if, if what he wants happens uh, to Roland and company, uh, it's going to be devastating to the industry. So Roland says, okay, uh, let's see what happens next. So I guess he's trying to change the subject. Uh, John Nathan comes back with, those of us who adhere to the calls of the industry's demand for responsibility, marketing will continue to stay in business, and you uh, will uh, and you will realize that most of us can sell amazing juice without a gimmick. Okay, so... You know, everybody can sell products and have brand differentiation with black and white boxes. Great, good, good, great, 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 Nathan. Uh, so uh, Roland chirps in, and uh, <sighs> then uh, Stephen chirps in, uh, and then uh, another Stephen in there. John Nathan comes back with, uh, "What's what is your own end goal to make quick money?" Roland replies. 
Uh, I'm all for self-regulation if we can put a set of principles and practice in place that customer shops and manufacturers would all abide to. That sounds reasonable, I guess. Um, you know, uh, nobody's going to do that, though. That would be nice, Roland, uh, but it is a pipe dream as well, too, because, you know, you can get uh, a lot of the industry to do that, but you're not going to get everybody in the industry to do that. There, are, There's always going to be that asshole out there. And you just need a 10% asshole uh, for regulators to say that the industry is all a bunch of assholes. So you got to fight, you know, you got to fight everything. Um, and again, uh, so Roland, then uh, uh, I'm all, so uh, going back here. So Roland says, uh, so I just have this straight. We are pro-regulation now, question mark, is what Roland says. No, John Nathan replies with, newsflash, if we were self-regulating, we would be regulating this foolish products off the shelves. I am done. You can sit here and move goalposts and rearrange words and try to misconstrue the message. Best of luck with your irresponsible product. None of the trade associations will stand by you, and that speaks larger volumes than your convoluted attempts to grasp at straws. Someone close to me once told me what what you call someone who argues with a fool, and then a fool, so have a great day. So that's how uh, John Nathan signs off. He calls him a fool and himself a fool, and, uh, and then that's that. Uh, so... I don't know. When somebody says that uh, they're speaking for other groups that they're not involved with, I'm always very leery. So I, I don't think John Nathan is speaking for any trade associations uh, when he's coming at this vendor, um, but I could be wrong. Uh, oh, but uh, as I'm sorry. He's, John Nathan's still going on. Uh, he says, uh, Roland says, okay, uh, give me a list of the changes you want me to make. And Nathan says, uh, everything on the label. Um, and then uh, Nathan says, change your entire label and I will support you. I think I'm, I'm thinking it's winding down here. Yeah, that's more or less out. Uh, that that's kind of dies after that. Uh, so I'm watching, you know, the, the etymology of how this whole thing goes down is that, uh, you know, uh, it starts off with, with Dimitri saying, uh, we have to change what we do with the FDA and the FDA will be our friends. I went and talked to Zeller and Zeller says we, he wants to be friends and he'll lobby for us and he'll help us all out. We just need to change our labels, marketing to kids. That's all we care about. All we have to do is what uh, Mitch Zeller says to us. I trust him. The next day he comes out and he says all that. And then a little later on in the show is I goes, I, I, you can tell that uh, you can tell he's a liar just by the look at his eyes, you know, look at his eyes, look at his face. You know, he's one of those liars. You know, uh, it to me, when somebody says, you know, uh, gives off the personal characteristics of a person's face and says you can tell he's a liar, in, in my town, that's that's known as being offensive and and as and relationship severing. Um, and so Dimitri's doing that with the FDA. Smooth move, Exlax. And uh, so he does all of that. Then people suddenly believe, Dimitri, that the, this whole campaign against labels and marketing, that's that's the golden that's the golden ticket. We just have to do that. So everybody gets going with that. That that ruminates and stirs for about another ten months. Uh, and then it comes out, uh, you know, Bassardo launches his uh, his those people thing, you know, uh, the, the, the people, then it suddenly becomes an attack on the industry, uh, the trade shows and, and, you know, trade shows are against trade shows. And so Chris, Chris Winfrey throws some of his key marketing differences aside and says, yeah, you know, sign me up. I'm one of you. Uh, and then as far as I can tell, 
all of the, you know, some shows are, are supposed to be fun shows, some are supposed to be expos, but there's always supposed to be some sort of advocacy component to it. And Chris Winfrey says that uh, you have to donate 200 bucks to uh, advocacy to give a giveaway at a show. So that becomes, you know, it's, it's people are dueling each other, dueling stupidity. Who can rise to the highest level of stupidity? Uh, so you have to, before anything is given, you have to give $200. Then you walk over to the table with advocacy. I went through this another show. The, the, Chris Rimfrey's plan and, and Mooch's plan is to, uh, they, they take a, a Nerf bowl. And then if somebody wants to give a donation, uh, uh, sorry, a giveaway, they, they must walk over First, to an advocacy table that must be at the booth at the show. If there's no advocacy table, then if there's only one, they get it all. So everybody walks over, they give $200 in cash to the the advocates. Then they walk back over uh, with the advocate. They take the stage together. The advocate talks for five minutes, and then uh, the the uh, people that are doing the giveaway that paid the 200 bucks throws a Nerf ball in the crowd. The person catches the Nerf ball. Then they have to take that Nerf ball over to the advocate's table who paid the 200 bucks. Then the advocate then has their right, as was described, to then preach to them again for another five minutes. And then when they're done preaching to them, they give them a a form or a ticket and then they take that ticket to the people that were doing the giveaway and then the giveaway is done so that's the new model that that for giveaways it shows or you just don't have giveaways so that's the whole thing then then following that Bersardo launches in with the lowest people which is you know at the way that people look uh, the way that people are, how they conduct themselves at shows, that was held in question. But, you know, you want to back it off. You can't just say, oh, so he backs it off and says, oh, but everybody bleeds red. Fine. Then Brissardo runs over to the UK and with this whole attack you know, machine on whatever whatever the, the, the modus operandi on for, for doing this is, I'm not exactly sure, but for... Dimitri wants to get up there and they want to preach the the advocacy what it seems to me of using Dimitri's company as a white labeler for people uh, to uh, for e-liquid companies so that they can get past the TPD and because Dimitri isn't able to push his company on the stage at uh, Vape Jam uh, he's been out of shape because it was going to be a big show and uh, you know Brasardo has a juice line that's going to be launching so you know it, it needs to go out there so instead of just putting that content out there um, they, uh, you know, or put it out on YouTube. They, they get, they hold a, a gigantic hissy fit. Both of them have their panties, you know, whipped up in their asses and they're just, just bent out of shape. And then, uh, you know, they, they're, they're, they put up the big, you know, oh, poor pitiful me posts. And then they do an interview, which I have, uh, of an interview of what the content was going to be. Um, so, and then from so if that's not crazy enough that that people's shows are supposed to feel guilty because uh if if you are familiar with the old star trek uh series there's an episode there where the children take over and kill all the adults so that's kind of what is going on here is that the the you're trying to have these shows for the lowest common denominator. The lowest common denominator is a 12-year-old. So you're trying to design the, the, the show content and for the for the for a 12 year old and the 12 year old's mother. And if it's anything that is just for adults, for adults, only for adults, it's not right because it's a life-saving product. Is is the theory? And this is the shit that's being put out there. You know. 
this is before my time, but you know, my in my time, but they used to have in the fifties. Hugh Hefner had the Playboy show on the main networks. They had Playboy bunnies on the main networks. And we've gone so far on the other side that you can't even have adults hanging out with adults without somebody concerned about Save the Children like Dimitri and, and uh, Phil are at the Vape Jam UK. They're like Save the Children from from the uh, vape models, you know. They, they might see a titty. And I don't know about you, but I think about every single baby has seen a titty. I mean, so what is the problem with titties now? And the, oh, it just blows my brain. So we're, we're from from the Vape Jam UK, again, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, the UK, Britain, whoever, you know, ever. I'm sorry to my British friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> really. Uh, it, it should not happen. You did not deserve that. You had a beautiful show. Uh, but then from there, Jeremy Dollar comes off and just is racking the shit out of this company a small company in uh, California I don't know what the fuck but he you know he's saying that uh, that Austin Hooper is telling you know the or Hopper whatever his name is the guy that puts out vape advocate magazine is coming down is you know he's telling Austin the guy that writes vape uh, magazine the the vaping advocate magazine is going to you know bring bring the Kraken down on this company I don't know what to believe but I'm watching this all fold out in public it's not like you know jeremy picked up the phone to a to a you know a peer level company and said you know what the fuck and and they handled it that way no they brought out the best man of the guy's wedding and or whatever something with a wedding it's fucked up ah so uh I'd, i'm not sure if anybody's here still with me uh but at least i'm still broadcasting you know uh we're live from the bunker right now uh, the the situation is that the zombies are out there. They're walking all around. Currently, uh, what I'll call the zombies is triffids, and uh, certainly I can still see the triffids have not taken my eyes, and uh, I'm still able to move through the the zombie triffids and uh, without being taken or becoming a zombie. I don't know how much longer I can go on uh, with doing this. Uh, it, it's unknown. Um, I just don't know. I do not know. Uh, so let's see. Uh, let me see if I can actually uh, bring out what Dimitri thinks of this whole situation. Uh, this is uh, this is breaking news. I, I believe I have the presentation that Dimitri and Bersardo were not able to deliver at uh, at Vape Jam UK. Uh, let's see if this is the right one. I could just look at Mazzello and tell you he's lying. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that. Just by his eyes, just by his demeanor, you can tell that. Uh, uh, wrong tape. Uh, let's see. Let's see if this is it. Good, because we're... Yeah. Companies. Yeah, I'll take that, I guess. Um, it was unfortunate, you know, we had that, that the, 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 the issue that happened at the vapor. Okay, I think that's it, but it seems to be sounding weird. Um, uh, I think there's something wrong with it. Hold on a second. Sorry. Uh, let's see if I can fix it this way. Try this. What you need to have them. Uh, current regulations inbound. You know, yeah. There's underlying writing. I, I guess I'll back companies. Yeah, I'll take that, I guess. Um, it was unfortunate, you know, we had that, that, the, the, the issue that happened at the vape event where we didn't get a chance to speak on stage. 
I felt like the post that Phil made yesterday was our way of saying to the Vapors, look, it wasn't our fault. We had a lot of people ask us at the event constantly when we were going to go up on stage to, to speak. And, uh, and it was, it was, it was going to be really good because we really had planned some, you know, ball busting, you know, with yeah. Nick. And it was a good opportunity to have me, Nick, and Phil all on the same stage. We did it last year. It was a great response, yeah. you know. So we felt that we wanted to get out there. We weren't trying to bash Vape Jam. We weren't trying to bash the organizers. But it was our way of saying, hey, listen, it wasn't our fault. We asked multiple times when we were going to go up and we always got the run around and it just never happened. So that's unfortunate. But I will tell you what I was going to say, aside from the ball busting. Um, what I was going to say is the TBD, I don't like it. I don't think anybody that's in the vape industry likes it. There's some restrictions on there that don't make any sense. But guess what? It's coming. Yeah. It'll be here next month, whether you like it or not. 90% of the industry that was there yesterday at the event did not take it seriously. And I don't think 90% are even uh, serious about complying. So no matter whether you like the TBD or not, the fact that it's coming and it will be going into effect during the next six months in the EU. So responsible business owners need to take it seriously, need to learn and educate themselves about their requirements, and then fill out the paperwork and the applications that the government is asking you for. Yeah. So, but who's, this, who's going to be hardest? Is it the manufacturers in, in Britain and Europe, or is it going to be the, the shops themselves? Anybody that manufactures a product, it'd be a drip tip, it'd be a device, it'd be a liquid, is responsible to submit their applications. It's not the vape shop owner's responsibility, and I guarantee you, damn it, it's not the vapor's responsibility to pay yeah. for a submission of application. This is strictly manufacturing. And, and long term, is that going to affect the prices for the end users? Yeah. Certainly, it will drive the price up a little bit, um, simply because there's just more hurdles to create a product, right? There'll be, a, there'll be an added cost to it. But you know what? It might also legitimize the industry, and we yeah. need that right now. Currently, a poll in the United States was taken. 65% of the population believes that e-cigs are just as harmful as cigarettes. Yeah. This is right? Really so, like um, my father, for example, he was like, what are you doing that for? You know, it's no good for you. Can't right. I think I, I have a way of improving the sound. Hold on. Well, to try it. And the industry. But you know what? It might also legitimize the industry. And we need that right now. Currently, a poll in the United States was taken. 65% of the population believes that e-cigs are just as harmful as cigarettes. Yeah. This is right? Really it's like um, my father, for example. He was like, what are you doing that for? You know, it's, it's no good for you. Can't right. Really stop. And I, I, I explained to him, and he's been, he's like six years old. He's on Facebook. Yeah. And he reads all the hype and all the, all the news documents there. Things like from The Sun, average newspapers, um, Daily Mail, things like that. Yeah, and for me, it's, it's upsetting because yeah. I know the facts, you know, through... Um, Doctor Fast Me Sure, sure. Uh, yes. I've read his, read his documents and I think he's actually put the effort in to do it. Yes. Whereas the tabloids just pick up a document and go, oh, this happened. Right, right. It'll, it'll get stuck in your bum. But I, I you know, listen, <laughs> and, and honestly, I think we've done a poor job of trying to legitimize the industry. Going back to the basics, making the products available to smokers, letting them know what it is, educating them. So guess what? Maybe regulation will do us some good. Maybe regulation will legitimize this industry and then people will feel more comfortable to try it. And they don't think that we're some kind of a crazy cult that goes around blowing clouds. Yeah. And we're actually a life-saving industry. Yeah. So it's extremely important. So I'm sure if, if Dimitri uh, was able to get up on the stage with that, uh, you know, uh, regulations could be great. Um, I'm sure it would have gone over well. But uh, th this is an interview that uh, they both did um, afterwards. And I believe uh, I've tried to clip it down to most of what I believe uh, they're saying they would have said on the stage. Exactly. And, and at the end, just to end this, and I, and I had some more stuff to get into with the TBD, but I wanted to go into specifics right now. But I will tell you what, if you're a vape shop owner in the EU or the UK, 
make sure you work with industry people that are here to stay. Yeah. That don't want to sustain this industry. They want to legitimize this industry. And don't try to make a quick buck. There is no future in that in business, and there's definitely no future in that uh, when it comes to the product. Well, and then I was going to say, yeah, because you never let me fucking say anything. You know what I'm um, yeah, what I've been talking about a lot lately is balance, okay? And, and we're not seeing enough balance, okay? We're seeing the, the cloud comps, and we're seeing the tricking, and we're seeing all of these things. And believe me, I've acknowledged, and I think I've acknowledged it with a post that I just made, that those things are very, very needed in the community. To yeah, keep maybe, people's people in. Yeah, to keep to keep people drawn in, to keep people excited, to keep people motivated and engaged, especially a younger generation, okay? But we need to not only see that, but we need to see the old woman walking to a vape shop with her walker to buy her e-liquid and to buy her coil. We need to see all faces of vaping. But if we look at social media and if we look at, you know, the hand checks, and events. if we look at events, events especially, we're only getting one side of it, and that one side might be intimidating yeah. or putting off to to a, the other side of it, yeah. right? So it really needs to be a mix of everything. We need to have our fun, right? But we need to have a, you know, a little bit of seriousness mixed in there, too. I agree. Okay. So, yeah, I, right? just, I just want to point out, I get young lads come in, young girls, on a both house. Okay? Have you smoked for and then we get people coming to all the cows, they all want to put smoke at the same time. And I find it very difficult to explain to people that 3 milligram high VG frying clouds is not going to curb your need for cigarettes. Correct. You need to start off with your 12 milligram, 18 milligram on an ego type device or a right. type device and work your way down and then sure. you right. comfortable. I've been there. You, need, been you there. need to get away from the addiction of combustible tobacco first right. before yeah. you move into the hobbyist. Right. And it's yeah. a journey as Phil has said yeah. multiple times. So we, I've been saying that too. I mean, you know, th there's there's two kinds of smokers out there, right? There's, there's your younger generation smoke. Maybe they're just smoking to be cool, but they're already hooked, right? Now we need to get them as vapors, okay? So maybe, maybe the sub only and the clouds is good for that particular smoker. But for that die-hard middle-aged to upper-age smoker who has been doing it one way their entire life, right? Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. There's like all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, that's been doing it uh, their entire life one way, you know, that smoker is going to need something that more resembles a cigarette or, yeah. or, or it has the experience of a cigarette. So let's get them as vapors first. Let's get them off the cigarettes first. And then where do they go from there? I don't care. They're not yeah. smoking anymore. There's no right way or wrong way to vape as long as it's respectful. I think yeah. uh, we can all agree on that. I think that even some of the people, when we make posts on this particular subject, I think even some vapors take it wrong and they try to throw the cloud chasers under the bus. But that's not the reason for the post. There's a right way and a wrong way to vape, whether you're vaping 70% PG or if you're vaping 100% PG. So let's not forget again the goal. So let's not forget what the goal is. Would you would you agree with the statement that, that someone walks into your shop and says, you, what's the best thing you have? And as a reply, what's best for you? Sure. You know, I, I've had people, they, they said, Phil, you, with everything that you know about vaping, why don't you make the perfect tank? Why don't you make the perfect knot? Because perfect. there's no such thing. Yeah. There is no such thing. It's only what's perfect to you. It's only what's 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 perfect in a way that's going to keep you off of cigarettes. And let me tell you something. I don't know what that is for you. Yeah. Right? And that's that's the beauty of vaping. There's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different ways to experience. The equipment that we have available to us today is so much better than what we had when I started vaping. It was a challenge back then. I mean, I always say, like, now, if you can't find something to get yourself off of cigarettes, you're just not trying hard enough. Yeah. Or you're not ready. Because, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people coming to go, oh, I bought this, I bought that, it's not working for me. Right. Uh, prime example, my friend's mum, she's on a uh, nice sub G, 4.5 coil, and she's on 12 milligrams in that, and she's couldn't do it. 
So we've got to put a Nautilus for the one for foil. Top of the ground. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. And see, Clyde, Clyde Bates said something brilliant last year that's just kind of stuck in my head. They said the well-trained vape shop employee is 100 times more effective than a smoking cessation specialist. That's cool. So this is the, yeah. this is the perfect area. But people got to understand, my advice in, in the States of the shop owners that I know and my friends, I told them a new smoker, a, a new vapor, a smoker, is a 45-minute sale. It's not a three-minute sale. So you have to sit down, ask them the, 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 the important questions. How much do you smoke a day? What type of cigarettes do you smoke? What type of work you do? You know, if you work construction, I'm not going to give you an ego and, you know, first time that you're going to go, it's going to bust in your pocket, right? So there's a whole process of questions to find the right device and give the support after the sale, especially the first two weeks, which are the most critical. Explain to them what their body will do, how to inhale, you know, what to expect, some of the reactions, drink some more water. So there's an entire... It's like a, it's like it's giving like, a class. It's a know? lifestyle change. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yeah, it is. The worst thing you can do is give them a kid and say, "Thanks, we'll see, see you later." Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And it happens a lot. Yeah. Which is, they, they come and say, "This tastes burnt." Tastes burnt. Right. Yeah. Fill it up. Right. It's gone flat. Can I buy right. a new one? <laughs> because they push their button and it instantly fried the cotton, yeah. and they didn't feel you can fill it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Happens. Um, no, a, a high-end mod, because yeah. I think that. Uh, I think when, once we, we get a star kit and we try it out uh, or give it to our wives that, that babe in that style and see their reaction, we know that's the right product to have yeah. on the market. So, uh, to the new generation of star kits now. The Anakin yeah. T18, the Aspire K3, all these are going to be products that we're going to replace the Eagle battery. Yeah. And, and honestly... Okay, so, I mean, this is good information, some of it, um, for sure. Um, a lot of it is information that if you, you, you can find on ECF since 2011. Um, and ongoing. Uh, it's good information. I do disagree that you were going to be able to hold an audience attention on a Saturday night with a rapper uh, of, of fame, a famous rapper over there, uh, at least to the locality, uh, that you were going to be able to hold the audience's attention with this content. And so I do believe that the show promoters had to make an executive decision uh, even though they paid people to come out, I think they had to make an executive decision. Um, so um, we'll go back to what I believe is what their content was. It's been needed. Yes. The Joy Tech Eagle. The Joy Tech. AIO, I think yes, it's fantastic. See, like a lot of people say, well, you should design a product, right? If I were to design a product, the whole entire community would hate it because it wouldn't be for you guys, it wouldn't be for the smoker. Yeah, and no, right? no, unfortunately, it's not the smoker who follows you, it's the community who follows you primarily. Right. right? Because the. So that's an interesting concept that the smoker, the, the community is not the smoker and the, and the events need to be more catered to the smokers. The, the vape events need to be more catered to the smokers who are not part of the community. I think that's circular reasoning or, or failed logic, one of the three. The, the smoker doesn't know about you guys yet. Yeah. Those beginner great kits where people can quit smoking and then eventually you get them into a customer and itself right We're, we continue to market to the vapor okay so you know from a business perspective that doesn't do anything for you because you don't gain any customers from my perspective it doesn't do anything because we're not helping more smokers right and and for me that's that's what this is about you know it, it, for, it, for me personally this is not about clouds this is about getting people off of cigarettes right and maybe getting them to live a little bit longer so, uh, I customers so I don't think anybody disagrees with that uh, that that is a feature of one of the features of the greater uh, vaping community however that is only one aspect that that's there's there's people that are vaping who are not smokers uh, that would be me um, 
and uh, I, I, I said this in the other section, which uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with now, but uh, the reason why I vape is for the nicotine. My mother had Parkinson's. My grandmother had Parkinson's. This is something I need to be concerned about. Uh, there is a potential prophylactic benefit of nicotine by usage of cigarettes it was studied with uh, against Parkinson's. And, and more or less, I need to do more research on this, but uh, the people that smoked had like a 35% less chance of getting Parkinson's if they smoked. And that's you know, hopefully from the nicotine. I sure hope it's not from the tobacco, uh, but uh, hopefully from the nicotine. And uh, uh, that even if they smoked for 10 years and then quit, they still had a very, very significant lower odds of getting Parkinson's. So while not smoking uh, and helping smokers might be part of the community there's other aspects of the community we're not one big giant block all trying to do the same thing we can't you know we can't oblige ourselves to the 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 mommies out there that want to protect the children and we can't oblige ourselves simply to the people that want to quit smoking because you know maybe we could back in the day back in 2011 but you know uh, the early adopters are, are having a hard time recognizing that the industry is moving to a bigger space, um, you know, and that's just marketing 101. Does science, he's trying to do it twice, right? And he said to me, how would you feel if I told you you could have a customer walk into your door and quit smoking intensively? I'll get it, absolutely. <laughs> Make sure to watch him. I can't guarantee that. Uh, we'll get to see our friends, obviously, uh, people that, that we've met in the past, and, and we'll get to meet family yeah we're making it official finally after five years uh so yeah once again we had a great time here uh we'll get to see our friends obviously uh, people that, that we've met in the past and we'll get to meet some new people this year so every event i think uh we we always have a great time uh even with the unfortunate circumstances that had i think we had a great time uh, but now we're heading down to uh Oh, I just want to say one thing, because there, there was something that I read underneath the post, that, and they, they said, we were very sorry for how you were treated. You were treated poorly, and I want to get this out there, that the coordinators and everybody there treated us very, very well. Yes. Okay? It's, um, it's just unfortunate that we didn't get to do the talk. Okay? But don't think that we hate the UK now, because right. that's bullshit. Okay? And we would never hold that uh, against, against the no, country or the papers here. That's, that's completely <laughs> ridiculous. So let's not overblow this out, you know, yeah, out of yeah. proportion. It was unfortunate it didn't happen. Uh, I felt really bad for the vapors that were expecting it. Yeah. Uh, and people that, that were just hanging around there on Saturday waiting for this to happen. And, and we had no communication and we didn't know what to tell them, basically. So um, that was the only reason why the post was made. Other than that, there'll be other opportunities for, for, uh, for us to speak. And uh, Smoke Free Radio, uh, a little shameless plug, but you can always participate there and, and talk with us. Bye. Any, any more plugs for us today? Um, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is one thing that really bothers me here. Well, we're going to talk uh, Yeah. We're going to talk Yeah. There's one thing. Get your hand off my leg, by the way. We did develop some dry knuckles over the past two or three <laughs> days. What's the solution for that? What's though? the solution, Phil? Um, knuckle cream. Knuckle cream. Yeah. It's right there on the affiliate link around the bottom. Why would you feel <laughs> that earlier? But one of the things that, that bothered us at this show, again, a lot of IP infringement and a lot of kitty, you know, style labels. And I think, I think at some point we're going to have to look at ourselves and say that, you know, there's a, there's a gray line there when it comes to marketing, but I think some companies are really pushing the envelope. And it's really putting us in a difficult position where, you know, I, I go to Washington at least once a month and I talk to legislators. 
I don't want to be put in a position where somebody's going to pull a picture of me with Nesquik behind it. You know, it's going to put us in a, in a, in a really yeah. awkward situation where we're trying to defend the industry as well, too. So we've got to take a hard look at the marketing and these companies that are really pushing the limits on, on some of the products that we're putting out it, there. It really, you know, there, there's two groups that it really hurts. Like, it hurts the, the advocates, right? Those people that are out there on the front line struggling and fighting so that we can keep this product around and that we can keep our way of doing things, right? And not only do they have to fight the governments, but they have to fight their own industry. Yeah, so you guys on the front line. It's and ridiculous. Then everyone's fighting and fighting and fighting right? themselves behind you. Yes. And then you have you have the, 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 the companies and the, the businesses that are actually trying to do things the right way. They're trying to do things the right way. They're trying to be professional. They're all about sustainability. They want to keep their jobs, right? And they're getting hurt by those 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 folks who aren't doing things the right way. And we tell the people look out for a quick buck. Well, well, I mean, every industry, any, any industry will have that, but we do sell a nicotine product, so let's not forget about that, right? Yeah. Let's not forget about the ethics and the responsibility that comes along with that. <coughs> uh, only 5% of the industry is funding 95% of the advocacy fight. That's ridiculous. Well, we're spending millions in marketing on a product that's not going to be around. You know, there's no way that the government's going to allow you to have, you know, fuck Jerry's on a, on a nicotine product on the market. It's just not going to happen. So let's let's see where we're spending our money. And, and put in the sustainability of, of, in the future of vaping instead of pushing the limits on this marketing. I felt really uncomfortable yesterday. In fact, we don't have to mention the company, but we walked by a booth that asked us to try this product, and we said, I mean, flat out, I think it got really pissed, too. <laughs> I mean, I don't care, but, I mean, we said flat out, no, I mean, we're not, I don't want to even be seen near this product. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and try your product, either. I was in a situation last year where Phil was up in a monster vape, and he said, oh, that's really warm. Yes. Turned out the owner. Yes. Like, no, I can't, I can't yes. do that. Yes, yes, yes. obviously, if you're seen to do anything wrong, then... Yeah, but I think at some point, I, I think from when, from from Phil's post, we saw the responses. I think a lot of people feel that way, but basically, for some reason, they feel that they can't speak because every time somebody speaks, they get attacked or they get you know uh, trolled or they get harassed. And and it's time to stop that. It's time for people, vapors especially, need to speak up and, and approach these companies and say, hey, maybe you need to rethink this. I mean, it's cool, it was funny, but at some point, we we're really going to have to change the marketing of the product. And, and, and try to create more products that are going to attract the forty-year-old mom or, or, or my sister or my cousin to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he needs more milfs in his life. That's what he needs. Yeah, but the, and, and that's another. I guess we could end it here because you know you have to go home and pack for me. Yeah, um, and iron your shirt. And iron my shirt. But um, the, the one thing that really bugs me, okay, and this is a post that I put up on on my Facebook from Kayla, uh, and Kayla, you know, she wrote me how she was like kind of belittled and intimidated because of the kind of equipment that she was using, right? And it didn't necessarily jive with the kind of equipment that that shop was selling or, or you know, she, she was made to feel like less of a vapor because of how she vaped. And that nonsense is just, it's absolutely got to stop. It is so ridiculous. Vaping is vaping. I don't care how you vape, okay? It's the thing that we shouldn't be arguing about it. That should be like, binding us all together. The fact that we don't smoke anymore. Who gives a fuck how you do it? Exactly. We yeah. don't smoke. And one more question for you guys for the crowd. Obviously, production facilities in the UK recently. Have you been to any warehouses? Have you seen anything about how we do it in the UK? We did visit one facility that, that did bottling. It was very, very impressive, very clean. Uh, and then, you know, obviously we visited a couple of shops, including yours, and it's, it's nice to see the industry grow. Um, I think that as we're moving into a regulatory scheme and you're going to see the government's uh, putting their hands and I think you're going to see a lot more professionalism and you're going to see a lot of people go away. Uh, in Poland, I was asked to do a presentation on the 
on the on the, on the FDA and state regulations, which I did. And after I finished, we, we took a lot of questions from from the audience there. And and one of the one of the questions that they asked me was, well, what do you think about the influx of U.S. made liquid coming to 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 Europe, and and how do you foresee the the business in the next three years? And I said, you got to worry about it. Ninety percent of the companies that were there will not be here next year, simply because they're they're not never planning on 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 complying or submitting applications for their products. So. Keep in mind that moving ahead, yes, there will be regulatory. I don't like the TPD, but there's nothing that we can do about it. It's coming, and you better get your yourselves ready. And, and vapors will, will have to make it. Just vapors not going anywhere, right? It's not going anywhere. So it might change. Yeah. It, it might it might change a little bit the way that, that we vape, but it's not going anywhere. How long do you think that memory card lasts? Your yourselves ready, and, and vapors will, will have to make it. Just vapors not going anywhere, right? It's not going anywhere. So it might change. Yeah. It might, it might change a little bit the way that, that we vape, but it's not going anywhere. Okay, so uh, there's actually one more section of this, uh, but you know, to me, um, you know, I I've seen uh, you know uh, charlatans, stock pickers, and uh, psychics, um, and what they do, uh, the secret of them. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Randy uh, who's a skeptic, uh, and he's uh, he believe he's uh, from the UK actually. Uh, and he exposes how some of these things are done. And uh, one of the ways that, that uh, like stock pickers do things is that they put out a ton of predictions. Just, uh, just you know, all of all these predictions. And the way you do it is you put out all the predictions. And then when they come true, one of them comes true, then you remind people of that prediction uh, and then people go, well, look, here, you, you play the audio clip of them making that prediction, and people go, well, look, he was right. You know, he was saying it there, and he was right. That was like a, a year ago. He was saying it. And um, and so then, you know, but, but the, what the, the trick is, is that you only remind people of the things that you were right about. And then the things, all the things that of equal or greater number that you were wrong about, you uh you 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 show those then you, then you never you never bring those up and people forget them and people have a tendency to only remember the positive so i just heard dimitri say that there'll be no industry to protect if we don't you know because of these regulations and then i heard him later just say the industry's not going anywhere so if the industry's not going anywhere, then all of the stuff about how uh, this that uh, the, the FDA ban is going to take everywhere, you know, is going to destroy everything. The TPD is going to destroy everything. He's saying that the you know there might be some changes, but the industry won't go away. It's it's not going anywhere. Earlier, not more than five minutes earlier, he's saying you know the whole industry's in jeopardy. So which is it? Um, and that's uh, you know. Uh, I'm not the best reader, but that's why I always listened. And so uh, I guess you, you can you know, go through the psychology things where some people uh, are visual learners, some people uh, are, are book learners, and then some people uh, learn by listening, and I would be in that last group. So let me see. Uh, I am concerned about time, obviously. Uh, I've got one last section, and hopefully it's the right one. Um, have you guys ever tried making your own liquid? Have you got any advice people that want to try making your own Um So, you know, Taste Reduce com. I really like it to be kind of a, a center hub for all kinds of naming information. And um, there is a, a DIY section that's coming there because I think it's just like a piece that's missing. Uh, so look for that soon. Okay, but I, I have gotten into uh, mixing now. I don't know if anybody saw any of the photos of my, my lab. Um, 
And there's some other stuff coming for me uh, soon. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, right. Just be, do it safe to get informed. Yeah. Um, and and remember, sure. remember, DIY, do it yourself, but it should be do it yourself for yourself, yeah. kind of. Like, you know what I mean? I'm lazy. I just want my stuff being made, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I know what I like, so, uh, but I, I certainly uh, would always advise you get the, the most information you can. You are dealing with nicotine, so be careful. Uh, and uh, who knows? You might be the next big thing. So, so that's one bit of news is that uh, Phil is starting a liquid line. Um, so that's interesting. And it says, what's your daily vaping setups at the moment? What, what are your thoughts on vape models? Vape models, what are your thoughts? I think that you can have vape models at an event if they're, if, if they're classy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with having women there to promote your product, but there is a level that we have to, at some point, it makes even us feel uncomfortable, right, Phil? Yeah, uh, uh, I'll say it again. I've said it before. That, believe me, Phil Bissardo likes half-naked women the same way every other <laughs> American or British uh, man does, right? But uh, time and a place, you know? You, you have to think about, well, you know, what happens if I bring my wife in? What is she going to think? What happens if I bring my mother in? What is she going to think? I think there should be, you know, attractive models at the events, but I think we also need to be careful, too. So, I can I, so he stands with the question wrong. He said, what do you guys think about being bait models? <laughs> Jack. Jack and Chippendale. Anybody else there? Uh, we got, how do you think we should move forward with with these expo type events, limit the amount of e-liquid vendors, etc. There's no balance in these events, right? 95% liquid yesterday at this event. <laughs> no hardware except the Modders Gallery, which was fantastic. Beautiful. I mean, I thought it was yeah, great yeah. to have all those great modders idea. there, but you needed 600 euros to buy one device. So that's not, again, welcoming to people that are trying to quit smoking. I think at some point that we have to separate and maybe start creating you know, more of extreme enthusiast events and then having these other events that be geared towards a variety of interests and trying to bring more smokers in. I think that's going to be the only solution. Well, I think it's also up to the promoter, too. The promoter needs to get the hardware guys in. Yeah. yeah. But one of the problems, like we said, there's so many events now that there's obviously more liquid companies out there than there are hardware companies, so it's kind of hard to get the hardware companies to, to, to come out. But um, it, it's really, it's kind of up to the promoters to... You're getting a lot of love, Phil. What's that? Especially in a bikini. You guys, you guys mean a lot to me. All of you do. Um, but, and and the reason why I do what I do is so that we can all be around a little bit longer. Even Miller. Even Miller. Even Miller. But he can still fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thank we'll try to do another live on our way back to Greece and uh, hope that answered all the questions. So thanks to uh, to London for hosting us and all the people that we saw. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. All right. So uh, the one thing that I thought was interesting there is that there's now a proposal or a notion that there should be two types of events, um, and that one is for the smokers, I guess, and or the the advocates. Uh, and then uh, one that should be for the enthusiasts. And I thought uh, that uh, the Vape UK was primarily intended for enthusiasts. Uh, they don't have many events over there. So I don't think that's going to exactly work. Uh, I, don't think it, I don't think it's necessary because people are carted at the door. It's, it's, it's an adult event. If people think that they have enough of the vaping community to capture to give uh, that information out uh, as far as uh, advocacy, uh, that they're going to that, that it's an audience rich target where they can be able to to make an impact by getting that communication out and that the audience is going to be a receptive audience to that message um, then 
then they can do it at an event. But thinking that every event has to have some sort of component of advocacy is, I think, wrong. I don't think it's the right place. Now, there are some events that do try and put much more of a uh, focus on advocacy. And I don't think it's ever been done with fantastic success. Uh, I think that Vaping in the Sun had a very interesting way of doing it. They had basically a big reveal of the not low, uh, the no more casualties campaign. Now that was a presentation. It wasn't asking people really to, to think and how it wasn't a very tactical thing. It was like, here is the video, this, and then they talked about how it was made and the, and the star of it the the uh the veteran uh who is is the right now the on the on the posters uh and and in the commercials he was there and people talked to him. it was reveal and i think that worked well uh because it was it was a presentation uh, and it was not uh, a presentation where people really had to do other than uh be aware of not blowing smoke uh, be aware of no more casualties uh other and, and then support it other than that there wasn't it, it wasn't like here's the tactical things that you need to do to get past the uh, the the tpd here's the things that your company needs to see. it wasn't really that in, in, a, in a gigantic level of detail um now one thing is that there's uh i think it's called vapor blast or or um it, it's one that uh that there was austin hooper shell and a whole bunch of other people uh did probably I'm 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 I, I don't have it handy. Uh, I think it's something with the word blast. I think it was in Oklahoma. I think it's called vapor blast. Uh, but uh, um, they did a ton of advocacy things and and think tanks and and all sorts of things. They my understanding is that they are going to have all of that material, every bit of that presentation, available after the show. Uh, out in social media out on YouTube where people will be able to benefit from it being conducted and be able to reference it. Now, I think that's a fantastic plan. And again, anybody, you know, Freeze, Winfrey, uh, 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 you know, uh, Chris Winfrey and Mooch, they, however they want to run their event is their choice. Nobody has to attend uh, and they don't have to let anybody attend. They can run it exactly the way they want. But the point is that other people are saying that you have to have an advocacy component and and it it, it hit the it, it hit the top of the scale when people were t were telling that uh, vape uh, vape jam UK was had done something improper had had slighted the attendees had had it was bad uh, we're, we're given grief because uh, this presentation, which I think I played, I'm going to guess 65% of the content of what they wanted to get out, uh, that they said, did afterwards, that that they that, that it had to happen at that event to an unknown number of people and uh, and people on a Saturday night who wanted to see a rapper sing and they wanted to see the advertised cloud contest go down and they they wanted to have an adult event. Um, so that's where all of this stuff is is just problematic. So I don't know what the answer is, but uh, all I can say is I, I feel that uh, there, there's some very wise companies out there who are manufacturing e-liquid, and uh, and and the the wisdom is something that that has so far been too elusive for me. Uh, because they just don't log on to Facebook and they just don't watch any of this stuff, and it just 
passes them by and they go about their business and they market their product and they deal with what they have to do. Um, and so, uh, it, it, you know, I, I don't know if how much of my utter frustration for these last couple of weeks and, and going back 10 months, uh, which that clip that I played, is, is at my own failing and my own fault for, for paying attention to it and not just letting um, this stuff fall through. Uh, uh, you know, uh, there is a book called The Tao of Pooh, uh, which is explaining, uh, you know, Eastern philosophy of Taoism through the wisdom of uh, you know, Pooh stories, uh, Winnie the Pooh. And uh, one of the things in there says that if you're looking down uh, at a whole bunch of problems down the road, you, you shouldn't worry about all of them. You should only worry about the ones that actually stay on the road because most of the problems will disrail themselves. They'll fall off to the sides. And the ones that are still standing by the time that you get there is the one that you should be worried about. And so maybe I'm blowing it by I'm worrying about all these things uh, and, and they're really just going to fall off to the side by themselves. And the, the one real thing is, is going to be important. But at the same time, I'm sure that the FDA is not going to care about IP infringement. That I am sure that when you have companies going after other companies, uh, like Dimitri is doing, uh, like, he's, uh, like he's encouraging, uh, that, that in, in, to me what seems to be in a uh, predatory practice to to disrail competitors um, when 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 the community is disrailing itself it's a problem it, because it, it leaves you a weakened fighting force so if everybody wants to line up and go against uh, a, a word sour in green if they all want to go after that they're free to do it and, and everybody's absolutely free to not buy what products they don't want to buy but all I can say is I've looked at this stuff enough and if you think that fighting uh, the, this type of stuff the, 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 the cartoony labels the fruity labels is going to get you a result through the FDA through the, the EU that is going to allow vaping to continue, you're, you're talking about minutia. You're talking about insignificant things and you're not fighting the things that you really need to do. It's going to take resources to put these applications in. And if everybody wants to, to you know, uh, I suppose, well, we can talk about all those other things later. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I apologize to everyone uh, for, for pointing these things out. Uh, I, I am certainly, you can reach me at vapingindustry at gmail.com, vapingindustry at gmail.com. I will give you a forum if you want to have a forum with me to hear out for, for you to explain why I am wrong or whatever. Are you, and and I, had, I had done a couple shows with uh, that I had talked about what I thought Evan was doing. I'm by no means, uh, you know, agreeing with everything that Evan is doing. But if you listen to the last show, he got out what he wanted to say and I asked him questions that I wasn't sure about and he gave me answers. I haven't double checked everything. You know, I think, you know, I, I think it went well. I think that it, it moved the ball forward. Uh, going back to Indiana, there's going to be a, uh, there's going to be a meeting on the 10th and I'm still following that. They, we can try and save a state, uh, I suppose. But uh, there we have the show. Uh, and, uh, Let's see. Uh, I think I'm a loser. Well, I 
last change you love and it's now quarter past Why are you trying to make the evening move so fast Not in real trouble but I can't go back home They lock those doors and I'm left out alone You can come to my place and sleep on the couch Lots of people do it and we won't leave you out